morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning, July. Good morning. Music, talk, inspiration, in perspective. Your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM, ninety-seven point three.
628. Welcome to Monday, the 14th of November, 2022. Good morning, bonjour, buenos dias. This is the City Breakfast Show. Live on your dial 97.3 FM. Welcome to a brand new week. Brand new day. Brand new chance at winning. Sounds of Neokai causes one Mokobe. There's none like our Lord. Grab a seat, let's have breakfast. Sending your messages on 0549-986-996. On Twitter at City973. Hashtag CityCBS. And if you're outside Ghana, or even inside Ghana, and you don't have a conventional radio, you are listening to us live on citynewsroom.com. Start off with our business sense. Sally brought to us by ADB. ADB is giving you the payday plus. If you're a salaried worker and your paycheck goes through ADB, there's wonderful news just for you. You can get access to 10,000 CDs or 80% of your next net monthly salary. And there's no interest on repayment within 30 days and your money hits your account the same day. That's what ADB calls the payday plus. You can call Meredith on 0243-273-369 or now on 0244-284-197. ADB, truly a Greek and more. And our business sense today comes from Gift, Gugumona, who says, Great leaders do not fear challenges because challenges do not break leaders but sharpen them. Great leaders do not fear challenges because challenges do not break them, challenges sharpen them. So if you are starting out this week, remember to embrace challenges. They are not there to break you. They are there to sharpen you and prepare you for the next level. They are there to make you wiser and smarter. And they are there to make you more competent and build experience and toughness. That's our business sense for the morning. Brought to us by ADB. ADB truly are great and more. Coming up next is the newspaper review. This is the City Breakfast Show. Don't go anywhere, we'll be right back. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. This is 
conversation. Six thirty-three. We're still the City Breakfast Show. The new Super Review is up next. Brought to us by Fidelity Bank. They've got the Fidelity Sikaboom promo. Helping you win loads and loads of cash. There's 100,000 CDs to be won in the grand draw, which is in 2023. All I have to do is deposit and maintain 300 CDs and multiples of it in your Fidelity account every month. And you've qualified. Open your Fidelity account today. Make that deposit and be a winner. C's and C's apply. Fidelity Bank, believe with us. And the segment is also brought to us by Total Energies. It is your trusted oil marketing company and they've been adjudged the petroleum company of the year on three straight occasions by the CIMG. They are now in the CIMG's Hall of Fame, the petroleum segment. Now as a multi-energy company, they will continue to deliver exciting and innovative products and services that meet their needs and expectations of their cherished customers. And the segment was brought to us by Kelchako Toothpaste. Happy smile. Let me welcome Kokui to the newspaper review. Good morning, Kokui. How are you doing? Good morning, Obudai. Um, Godfrey is here as well. He's coming. He I thought he wasn't around. It's Monday morning. Yep, 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 yep. It's, it's, let's make it great. I can't believe we are mid-November. Pretty much. Mm, I mean, today's the 14th. Yeah. What's happening? Why is why is the money? You, you, you don't running? want it to run? Well, you see, I'm in two minds because there's a lot coming up in this Christmas season and it's approaching fast. But at the same time, we want to get past this whole era of economy stress. Yeah, let's move towards the IMF thing quick, yeah. shall we? Since we're already there, let's but move I, towards I, it. But quick. I think we still need to brace ourselves because... We can imagine there'll be some austerity measures coming our way. Um, things things might get tougher before they get better, right? So, I, I mean, I'm bracing myself for that as well. But positive energy, that is how we want to start the week. So, thinking positive, staying positive. Hopefully, good things will come. Amen. 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 Front page of the Daily Graphic at GJA Awards. Rise above partisanship. Mm. NMC chair charges media as Portia Gabo. Wins Journalist of the Year. Congratulations. And she's on the front page displaying her award. A deserved winner. She's done some outstanding work over the years. I'm so, yeah. so elated for this young woman. Yeah, so honestly. well done. Well done, Portia. Uh, position yourselves to benefit from $20 billion climate fund. Dina tells developing countries, uh, if you for that. Venture Capital supports SMEs with 1.5 billion Ghana cities. And POG denies financing government with 70 billion Ghana cities. Lots of money on the front page of the Daily Graphic today. And the Ghanaian Times front page at GJA Awards Night. Support economic recovery plans. President tasks journalists. Three Chinese grabbed for allegedly murdering a man at a mining site. Jinapo and John Kerry co-chair the first ministerial meeting of Forests Climate Leaders Partnership. The CRI Child Rights International drags three teacher unions to court over strike and yes, Portia Gabor named 2021 Journalist of the Year and she's on the front page receiving her award. Congratulations again to her. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. Front page of the Herald newspaper. Catholic bishops ask Ekufuadu to cut down government and tackle corruption. Ekufuadu's auditors swoop on Ghana armed forces as ghost soldiers swell its books on peacekeeping mission. 
uh, NPP MP puts Kanufayata's deputies in tight corner. Mahama might not vote as NDC delegates Congress doesn't want to be aligned to any aspirant. Mm. The new crusading guide from Page has just one big headline and pictured here is Charles Dubois in the Minister of State for Finance and it says undercover our minister and the cash. That's all it says. Okay. That's on the front page of the new crusading guide. All right, front page of the new publisher. It's showdown of Ophiriata. And it comes with a photo of the members of the <laughs> Central Committee, as I want to call it. <laughs> so, Katie Hammond, Dominic Gaini, and Dr. Zanetto Rawlings, Kwame, Anye Duenchi, uh, Andrew Kufia Japamesa, Patrick Yabuama, Nkujotua Blakwa, and Bernard Ahiafo. And then says, final decision. And NASA's Galamse investigation shows at AICC today. Okay, the final newspaper. Child rights sues CCT, Nat and Nagrat and says the strike against the GESDG infringes on rights of students and pupils. Also, Jinapa and Kerry co-chair first ministerial meeting of Forest and Climate Leaders Partnership. Ecobank deepens financial literacy to drive inclusion. And Portia Gabor is 2021 Journalist of the Year. The Republic Press says Adekoka kicked out. Bishops mad at government with reference to the Catholic bishops. Uh, quite a few stories on that. And 14,000 Ghanaians die of HIV AIDS annually. The Inquisitor from Page, Operation Get Ken Out, <laughs> evil against OKMB. And the OKMB they're talking about is Oseiche Mensabunsu, the majority leader in parliament and minister for parliamentary affairs. Who are the owners of Dreamscape Company? Electrochem Ghana on top gear at Adan and Napo reiterates Ghana's strong support for clean cooking at COP27. Finally, for me, Nays on the front page of the BNFT, VCTF to deploy 1.5 billion Ghana cities to boost SMEs. And the Chronicle newspaper, intelligence at its best, Ningo ritual killers arrested. Esipong chief in court over receipt of 3 million Ghana cities from Ghana Gas, Gas and Gridco. Gunshots at NDC elections. Uh, regarding the EDC clients accusing Ecobank of robbery, there's a retraction and apology in the Chronicle this morning. And the scripture they've given us is Genesis chapter, chapter 9, verse 6. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man his blood be shed. For God made man in his own image. Okay, if you go online, citynism.com says... Adeko toppled as Ashimo wins Greater Accra NDC chairmanship. Mm-hmm. Premier of Anasis Galamse expose to proceed as AICC makes U-turn. I love this country. Mm-hmm. Our biggest enemy for election 2024 is complacency, not MPP. Nick Papu Samuado speaking. And Dodge Aho warns, NDC will disintegrate if we lose 2024 elections. And government to sell Saglemi housing project to private developer. Mm. Amazing, isn't it? Mm. Amazing. If you go to citybusinessnews.com, they also have um, a raft of stories there. AGI urges businesses to employ innovative strategies to control economic hardship. And upstream petroleum chamber calls for harnessing of local gas resources. If you go to myjoinonline.com, macho men clash with police at NDC delegates conference in Ashanti region. Daniel Krang says police should refrain from advising suspects against engaging lawyers. Don't be complacent. Okay, that's uh, Doa Jaho to NDC's members. Uh, we'll disintegrate if we don't win the elections. And on the sporting note, Baba Idrisu ruled out of World Cup tournament. Today the squad gets named at 11 a.m. So all the speculation will come to an end. And rent bill intended to safeguard rights 
of vulnerable tenants. That's interesting news. And if you go international, the BBC says Russia guilty of war crimes in Kherson. That's according to Zelensky. And I couldn't stay silent about Putin and the war. Russian activist Vladimir Karamutsa, he writes to the BBC from jail and Biden and Xi to meet in Bali as US-China ties sour. Interesting stuff coming okay. in from the international uh, uh, Can we start with mm-hmm. Portia Gabor? Okay, let's go. Okay, the let's Portia, journalist yeah. of right, the year. Congratulations to her once again. Portia Gabor of TV3 in Accra has been a judge journalist of the year 2021 at this year's Ghana Journalist Association Awards. She was also named Best in Television News Reporting mm-hmm. and Best in Health Reporting. Okay. The event was held on Saturday and the theme was Walking the Path Towards Ghana's Economic Recovery, the Role of the Media. It also saw Emmanuel Kranzing of Joy News and Francisca Encho of Joy Prime Freelancer winning Most Promising Journalist and Female Journalist of the Year, respectively. Mm-hmm. Now, in a speech, uh, Mrs. Gabor expressed gratitude to her colleagues for providing the needed support that have resulted in the production of impactful stories. She said, despite the recent developments which indicated that press freedom was under threat, she was committed as a journalist to boldly and professionally putting duty bearers on their toes. She pledged to use her position and platform to amplify the voices of the vulnerable and needy in society to enable them to contribute effectively to nation building. Now, is she? When was the last time a woman won this award? Has yeah, a, is she? Is she I, the, think, I, I haven't I, kept track. I haven't kept track either. But I, I mean, in recent years, mm-hmm. we mainly hear of men. But I'm really, really happy for her. Congratulations to her and to all of the winners on the night. There yep. are several winners in several categories. Um, but this is in the center spread of the Ghanaian Times. All right. Let me give you some stories. Uh, the president uh, has been busy. Uh, he's been meeting the EP Church. But I want to do politics. I want to do politics. Page 18 of the Daily Graphic. Uh, surprises characterize NDC original polls. Adekoka mm. I her lose chairman positions. Contrasting fortunes characterize the NDC regional elections at the weekend with shocks and surprises in key areas. The Greater Accra region saw the biggest upset as the incumbent regional chair, Joseph Kobna Adekoka, was defeated by a former member of parliament for Adentan, Imanoni Ashimo who put 327 votes against 222 votes obtained by the incumbent. Uh, then you also have uh, from uh, the report from the Chemaspor Stadium where the election were held that another MP for mm-hmm. Ablekuma Central, Tuflos Tetechai, retained his position as secretary with uh, 719 votes. In the Volta region, regional chair Henry Ametafesov had a shocking defeat when he was beaten by Mauto Agbavito, who pulled 203 votes as against 130 votes obtained by Mr. Ametapur. Mm, well, on page three of the Chronicle, pockets of violence cat- uh, characterize the internal elections of the largest opposition party, the NDC, disrupting what should have been a rather smooth voting exercise. The elections took place from Friday to Saturday through to Sunday across the country and recorded chaos at some voting locations. Reports indicated that there were misunderstandings at voting centers at Nalarigu Senior High School and on the campus of Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology, where gunshots were fired and resulted in a near stampede. People ran helter-skelter for their lives when five protracted gunshots were fired by police in self-defense. The police had arrested a macho man who allegedly slapped a police officer at the main entrance to the event. A group of ten heavily built men went in to rescue their colleague, but the police fired the warning shots to disperse them uh, while the police whisked the arrested macho man away. There was, however, no record of injury. Neither did the incident affect the voting process, which was going on smoothly. Okay, but Chronicle, that's a bit contradictory. You start off by saying that, you know, disrupted the, the, the thing and then you come back and say well 
police fight and self-defense and it didn't disrupt voting. But anyway, that's how the Chronicle has captured this. Um, and it goes on to give a bit more information about the polls. All right. Well, just, just a quick note on that. Ni Tapu Samwado, who's uh, a member of the NDC and a private legal practitioner, uh, has warned the party, the party's members uh, to avoid complacency and work hard towards victory in the next election. He was speaking on CCTV on Sunday and he said the NDC's biggest enemy ahead of the next election was not the MPP but rather complacency. Okay, now let's we take it to Saglemi on page 57 of the Daily Graphic. Mm. The government has decided to explore the possibility of selling the Saglemi housing project to a private entity to complete and sell the housing units to the public. Proceeds from the sale of the 1,506 housing units will go to state coffers to be reinvested in affordable housing projects. Uh, the Minister of Works and Housing, Faisal Subwachi, made this known at a press briefing in Accra yesterday. The decision he noted followed, quote, a painstaking period of assessment, verification and consultations. As it became evident, he declared that regardless of any option the government took, it had to provide an additional funding of about $114 million to provide both on-site and off-site infrastructure to make the housing units habitable. The infrastructure included water, electricity, storm drains, completion of the buildings and other essential infrastructure works, he said. I think we'll get into details on this later on in the show. So, yeah, Saglemi. Okay, well, um, in the new crusading guide, as I said, they have just one major headline on the front page. Um, Our Minister and the Cash. Now, this is in reference to Mr. Charles Ibibuahin, right, the Minister Mm. of State for Finance. And you can read about it, or you can read the article, but it's very interesting. Um, And this is purportedly Anas reporting, right? Oh! That's what it says here. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. And the alliteration here, though, I want to say, I mean, you know what alliteration Mm. is, right? So listen to this. I'll just read an excerpt of it. He's a Harvard-trained Don, deified and deemed devout, dependable, dynamic, (laughs) down-to-earth, decisive, and the very definition of dexterity in economics and development. Indeed, as the doyen, he directs, dictates, decides, and does any deed he desires at his ministry. A darling proudly displayed as a Devoted and distinguished disciple of our dear president, meticulous hey, about deliverables. Be he digs and delves deep into <laughs> deeds, dockets, and other documents on his desk from dawn to dusk. It is said he drinks debenture and devours depreciation daily. The don dislikes disproportionate debts with deadly dissatisfaction. He demands <laughs> devotion, dedication, wow, diligence from all, and decries any dishonorable deeds. Like a sniff dog, he's deeply dreaded from a distance by deviants and dragons who dabble in dangerous, devilish deals. Tell like, wow. Listen, look, it goes up. We call, Wait, King, we call King of Accra. He puts a beat under this. Wait, and Anas, next thing you know, Anas, a, Anas, I'm calling next you. Thing you Anas, know. I'm calling you. You have to record the intro to my EP. This is crazy. <laughs> Front page of the Republic Press Bishops mad at government. Uh, there are two stories. So, yeah, bishops matter government and then reduce the number of convoys. Catholic bishops to a Kufuado. The Catholic Bishops Conference has taken a swipe at the government and the various security agencies over alleged widespread nepotism and corruption in the country, especially during the recruitment processes of the agencies. According to Most Reverend Philip Name, who doubles as the Metropolitan Archbishop of Tamale, the various security agencies are now replete with nepotistic and corrupt tendencies to the extent that many qualified Ghanaians can no longer be recruited on their merits without relying on the benevolence of those in power. Oh. Now I go to page 8 of the same paper uh, they have uh, released from the uh, annual conference uh, basically also said that the government must cut down on economic cost by reducing the leadership of state-owned enterprises. Quote, the size of government and leadership in SOE should be significantly reduced. One strong signal that will indicate leadership is committed to burden sharing is by reducing the size of presidential and ministerial 
convoy. So that is coming from mm. the Catholic Bishops' Conference. All right. Now, Child Rights International, they are suing three teacher unions, right? There's a pre-tertiary mm-hmm. teachers arguing that their strike action is unconstitutional, inconsistent, and in contravention of the fundamental human rights of pre-tertiary students and pupils. So it accuses the teachers of violating the rights of pre-tertiary students and pupils against subjection to torture, inhuman, cruel, and degrading treatment, as well as their dignity. Now, the CSO has therefore invoked the original jurisdiction of the Supreme Court to protect and enforce the fundamental human rights of these students and pupils. Now, they filed a suit on November the 11th at the Supreme Court. They are suing NAT, which is the Ghana National Association of Teachers, NAGRAT, the National Association of Graduate Teachers, and the Coalition of Concerned Teachers, also known as CCT, mm. um, as well as the Attorney General and Minister for Justice. So, let's see how that goes. We're talking about uh, Anas. You know, he was supposed to have premiered the Galamse Exposé. Mm-hmm. So, initially, we heard um, it was going to happen, and then it, it wasn't happening. But the Accra International Conference Center, and the story is on Star FM, dot com dot gh they say that it will happen and that there was a little confusion over staff scheduling and that kind of thing is being sorted and so the uh, premiere will be taking place today at the accra international conference center mm-hmm. mm. well every year it happens and it's happened again the bagre dam spillage parts of dambai market submerged in water so humanitarian and business crisis is looming in the capital of krachi east municipality in the oti region following the spillage of water from the bagre dam in burkina faso the spillage occurred on september the first this year it was usually done by the burkina bay authorities to prevent the banks of their dam from breaking it's already causing havoc to farmlands and households many households along River Uti and parts of the Dambai market have been submerged by the flood. It's raising public health issues and endangering lives and property. Now, the Municipal Director of National Disaster Management Organization, or NADMO, Mr. Jacob Disiavo, said that they issued a flood alert ahead of the opening of the Bagri Dam this year. He said the alert warned the residents along the river banks that the rising water levels in the White Volta could leave thousands affected and people were urged to move their valuables to higher ground. Um, other victims have appealed to the government and the donor community to assist them with with relief items. The GNA investigations revealed that the rising waters have forced the landing site of the pontoon to move to higher ground and businesses have been hampered by the situation. So they need some support and relief there um, in Krachi East. Well, one big story that um, was not politically related, but was entertainment related, mm. happened over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, page nine of the new publisher has a story. It says, Hajia for real arrest is true. Yeah. Officials of the Ghana Music Awards UK uh, have confirmed the arrest of Hajia for real. Uh, this comes after reports on various news portals suggest that the socialite and musician was arrested over fraud to the tune of $8 million. According to Mr. Christianist, uh, the young lady was arrested Thursday afternoon while on a flight traveling back to Ghana from the GMA UK show. Quote, she was coming mm. back to Ghana after performing at the Ghana Music Awards UK when she was picked up in the plane. According to the information available to us, the plane had almost left when security officials came on board to pick her up. Interesting. Okay, on page wow. three of the Ghanaian Times, three Chinese grabbed for allegedly murdering a man at a mining site. The Takwa Divisional Police Command has arrested three Chinese for allegedly murdering a man at a Bunsa mining site in the western region on Friday. The suspects, Wen Jianhua, Yu Shuhui, and uh, Zhu Daquan, according to the police, shot and killed the victim, allegedly. The body has been deposited at the Takwa Municipal Hospital for preservation and autopsy. According to a statement signed by Superintendent Kweku Aipa for the head of the Public Affairs Unit, he said, in line with our standing operating procedure and respect for Ghanaian tradition, the name of the deceased has been withheld until his family is duly informed 
of his demise. A search conducted at the residence of the suspect led to the retrieval of the weapon that was used for the murder. The mining sites in Bonsa have recently been associated with lots of conflict. Last March, one person died and four others were seriously injured following violent clashes. And one Al-Hassan, also known as Allah, died while four others, Awa Mohammed, Isa Adama, Ransford Safo, and Al-Hassan Isaka, suffered serious injuries as a result of those clashes. Some suggested the incident might be connected to a long-standing feud between two groups in the Takwa Nusram municipality. Finally, for me, for uh, position yourselves to benefit from $20 billion climate fund, Jinapo mm. tells developing countries. That's on page 16 of the Daily Graphic. The Minister of Lands and Natural Resources, Samuel Abu Jinapo, last Saturday co-chaired the first ministerial meeting of the Forest and Climate Leaders Partnership with a call on developing countries to get their act together to tap into the $20 billion fund the partnership was mobilizing to implement nature-based climate actions. He co-chaired this with uh, John Kerry. And in an interview, uh, Mr. Jinapo said, President Nadodanko Okufuado, chairmanship of the Climate Vulnerable Forum and Ghana's coach of the F. Uh, CLP was an opportunity for the country to mobilize resources and rally support for sustainable climate financing. Okay. Well, we know that the World Cup is six days away. Can hardly believe it, right? So uh, six, six days away. And six. All the speculation will be put to rest today. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. the squad at, at is officially announced, who is injured okay. and who is not? Who is in? Who is who's in, out? Who's out? And you know, I'm sure Danny Cranting will cover this in tech and social media trends, but Ronaldo. Guys, the interview. The language I want to use for him, I can't Cristiano use Ronaldo. Nobody has, has time for Cristiano. He's my goat. No, the things, nobody the, has. The things, the things I want to say about him, I can't say on he, radio. We have, we have time for him. You, we, I don't know. Maybe we'll give still him my goat. But he, I, he chose Piers Morgan of all people. Of all people, Piers Morgan. I mean, Piers Morgan is... Very, we all know he's controversial. Of he gets people. those headlines. He knows how to make news. And, and they're buddies. We know they're buddies. We know they're buddies. They can... That's our news review. Thank you very much, Koki. Thank you very much, Godfrey. Coming up next is the City Business News. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Coming up next is the City Business News, brought to us by Access Bank. Access Bank is giving you the triple salary promo. Switch your salary to Access Bank's Empire Salary account today and automatically enjoy free interest on payday loan, pick now, pay later loan, fly now, pay later loan, and other personal loans. Just switch your salary account today and enjoy all of these great things and more. Visit ghana.accessbankplc.com to get started. For more info, call Access Bank to free on 0800-004400 today. Access Bank more than banking. And Goal is your oil marketing company of choice and they keep making things easy for you. You can use mobile money to pay whenever you buy fuel at their service station. Just go to Facebook, Instagram and Twitter to find out more. Goal, good energy. Goal, yeah, yeah, yeah. And MTN is asking, is your SIM card registered? Well, if not, you have to do that. Get your number working so you can continue to use MTN. And the segment is also brought to us by Enterprise Life. Enterprise is your advantage.
This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Let's get into the City Business News. Michael Obudu is here. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, powered by your most comprehensive business news website, City Business News, and brought to you by MTN Go, Enterprise Life, your Advantage Access Bank, more than banking. Coming up, Ghana, coming up, uh, government announces plans to sell the uh, Saglami housing project and also businesses in the fund management space ahead of the 2023 budget announced plan call on government to enhance the city's performance and the economy. My name is Michael Obudu and to our first story with the announcement of plans to present the 2023 budget, investment fund managers are keen to hear about government's plans to stabilize the local currency. The CD is reported to have depreciated by about 50% at some point in the year, a situation that has left many concerned. There is more in this report. The majority leader, Osei Mensa Bonsu, had last week in Parliament indicated that the 2023 budget will be read before the end of the month. Some stakeholders have raised fears about the government not being able to read the budget at least one month before the end of the financial year as stipulated in Article 179 of the Constitution. The budget is highly anticipated because of Ghana's current economic crisis and negotiations with the International Monetary Fund, IMF, for support. Inflation is at an all-time high at over 40%. Fuel prices have at some point more than tripled, while the city is struggling to regain strength against major trading currencies. For fund managers, plans to enhance the performance of the city and the economy in general are crucial. As already, there appears to be some market instabilities that have made selling government bonds a challenge and made news of a likely haircut. Kujo Adaimensa is the CEO of Data Bank. Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, anything that was... Because we, we work with CDs. Our, our investments are in CDs. I mean, okay, maybe you can say with um, a fund like EPAC, we invest in stocks outside Ghana. So on that note, you have your convertible currency and you go. But generally, generally, under normal circumstances, um, all our work is done in CDs. All our investments are in CDs. And most of it, is, if it's not the Ghana Stock Exchange for the, um, the equity market or the stock market ones, then it's mostly, mostly um, government of Ghana securities that we, we, we all buy. I mean, that is, is traditionally, and um, they've said it's risk-free, isn't it? Um, it's still, for me, it's, it's still a, a, a risk-free thing. It's just that we've come into a situation where the secondary market has kind of dried up. Um. Meanwhile, commenting on the challenges with the financial market, Mr. Diamonds called for calm amongst the investing public, adding that the present challenges are part of its growth process. Now that we have secondary markets and the, the financial sector is, you know, growing and deepening and all, it, you, you, it's not like um, previously where everything was just primary market, go and buy, you hold, you wait, when it's time, then you... That's what has fed into a lot of investors' minds. And it's time to take um, advantage of um, the current situation to educate our clients and the general public more and more. 
Kujua Daimensa is the CEO of Databank. Now on the interbank foreign exchange market where banks trade amongst themselves, the dollar remained unchanged and is selling at 13 cities, 8 pesos. The British pound gained 16 pesos and is selling at 15 cities, 43 pesos. The euro gained 21 pesos and is selling at 13 cities, 52 pesos. However, at some forex bureaus within the capital, the dollar is selling at 14 cities, 50 pesos. The British pound is selling at 16 cities. The euro is selling at 14 cities, 35 pesos. Now the chart Institute of Bankers Ghana is urging institutions within the financial sector to be innovative and take necessary steps to develop appropriate pr- procedures to attract sustainable investments. According to the president of the Chartered Institute of Bankers Ghana, Benjamin Amenume, recent developments in the nation's financial landscape prove that more emphasis must be placed on environmental and social issues within the space. Addressing graduates at the 13th induction and graduation ceremony of the Chartered Institute of Bankers Ghana, Benjamin Amenume also urge banking staff not to only to uphold ethics but also commit to professionalism to ensure high standard banking. The Institute of Bankers Ghana is to promote the study of banking and to regulate the practice of banking profession in Ghana. To this end, the Institute has a responsibility to contribute towards the sustainability of the banking industry and how banks can survive and strive in the current destructive challenges facing the banking sector and the national economy. It is in this context that this year's national banking celebration is themed the future of banking in Ghana, ethics, professionalism, ESG imperatives. Professionalism and ethical practices are the cornerstones of strong financial environment. Therefore, our responsibilities as practitioners is to protect the system through transparency, fairness, and sound decision-making. To you, our inductees and graduates, I advise you to be alert to global trends to enhance your lifelong learning. That was the president of the Chartered Institute of Bankers, Ghana, Benjamin Amenume. Now, the Importers and Exporters Association of Ghana says governments must do well to remove the 1% COVID-19 health recovery levy in the 2023 budget statement, following assurance by Majority Leader Oseche Mensah-Bonsu that the budget will be read before November 30. The 2021 budget proposed a 1% COVID-19 health recovery levy amongst the backdrop of spending emanating from the COVID-19 pandemic. The COVID-19 health recovery levy is a standalone levy applied to the gross value of taxable supplies of goods and services provided under the standard rate and VAT flat rate schemes. In an interview with City Business News General Secretary of the Importers and Exporters Association of Ghana, Samson Asakia Wingobit, said government must do all it can to cushion the business community in its budget pre- preparation. So the abolish the one percent, uh, the two percent special that is continuing running. Government should tell us when that uh, 1% COVID-19 levy that has been collected from the court, how long uh, is going to go. We expect it to go up by now uh, because uh, we are no more in COVID era. The other aspect is that we expect government to, as a matter of fact, reduce the VAT Amendment Act rate for us because they are paying so much from the court. And uh, if you cannot recoup what you are going to repeat uh, at the court at the end of the day when you make sales, then that becomes a challenge to the business community. Um, we do not want, if government will not uh, uh, give us certain tax holidays, at least government should not again come to introduce taxes. Because currently, um, the cost of doing businesses in Ghana, and of course, if you, I, I, I mind, 
industry, I will say that whilst your port is expensive, then you have a nearby port to become competitive. General Secretary of the Importers and Exporters Association of Ghana, Samson Asaki Awingobit. Now, the Minister for Works and Housing, Francis Asensubwate, has revealed that the government will sell the Saglame affordable housing project to a private developer. According to the minister, government is unable to make any financial commitment to the project due to the cost involved in renovating the existing 1,500 housing units. He made this known at a press briefing in Accra on Sunday. Now, for further consideration... Government does not intend to spend additional taxpayers' money towards the completion of the project. Thankfully, the state has some equity in the form of land and assets on site that can be leveraged upon for the completion of the project by the private sector. After a painstaking period of assessment, verification, and consultation, Government had decided to explore the possibility of selling the Saglemi affordable housing project covering the 1,506 housing units at current value to a private sector entity to complete and sell the housing units to the public at no further cost to the state. The proceeds from this transaction, this sale, will come to the state and it will be reinvested into affordable housing projects. That was Minister for Works and House and Francis Asensu watching away from that MTN Ghana has announced a postponement of an earlier plan to implement new prices on data scheduled for November 14. It has indicated that it will give updates on the new implementation date. Well, let's now join Gideon Amweniche of Data Bank for the latest updates on the bonds market. Last week, the Ghanaian stock market recorded two gainers and one decliner out of 22 stocks that changed hands. New gold traded higher by 43 cities 20 pesos to 261 cities 40 pesos, while Trust Bank Gambia increased by 5 pesos to 60 pesos. On the contrary, MTN Ghana declined by 1 peso to 87 pesos, lowering the stock market indices. Consequently, the Ghana Stock Exchange's composite index closed with a year-to-date loss of 12.18%, while the DSI 20 index settled at a year-to-date loss of 13.71%. This week, we expect to see more gains in Trust Bank Gambia on growing market demand. On the contrary, SIC insurance is tipped to close this week lower. That was Gideon Amuiniche of Data Bank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Gore, an enterprise life your advantage, access bank more than banking, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Ubudu. Thank you for listening. As always, please stay safe. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Seven twelve. Just gone by was the City Business News. Coming up next is kickoff. A wrap of the latest from the world of sport. Very interesting weekend.
Reports of Black Stars players getting injured ahead of today's squad announcement. Who makes the squad? Who will be part of that 26 uh, for the World Cup? The squad will be announced at 11 a.m. So we'll give you a live. We'll give you live updates on that. Plus Premier League. Arsenal five points clear. Man City losing at home. Man United leaving it late against Fulham. All of that and more coming up on kickoff. The kickoff is brought to us by Lecheho. Now, uh, have you updated your records with Lecheho? Remember that that's a directive from the Bank of Ghana. The Ghana card is now the only accepted ID for all financial transactions. Visit any Lecheho branch near you to update your records with your Ghana card so you can be served faster and better. You can also send a WhatsApp message to 0574-065-958 or 0302-208333. Lecheho, let's improve lives. Benjamin Nketiah is here. It's time for kickoff. Let's get into the headlines. Black Stars head coach Otoado to name squad for Qatar 2022 World Cup today. Cristiano Ronaldo reveals that Man United are trying to force him out of the club and says he has been betrayed by the team. And also in the NBA, there were wins for the Sixers, the Thunder and the Lakers. Let's get to the details now in Ghana's 26-month squad for the 2022 World Cup will be announced today by head coach Otoado at 11 a.m. The announcement will be done at an event at the DSTV head office here in Accra. And ahead of the program, Otoado has uh, some major decisions to make in light of injuries that have hit some key players. Goalkeepers Jojo Wallacott and Richard Ofori are reported to have picked up injuries that could rule them out of the competition while they are question marks over the fitness of Spain-based midfielder Baba Idrisu. Now the Black Stars are expected to open their pre-World Cup training camp today in Dubai and play their uh, final pre-tournament friendly against Switzerland on Thursday, November 17th. So we will finally hear who has made the Black Stars World Cup squad. Meanwhile, Chairman of the Ghana League Clubs Association, Kojo Fianu, has been speaking to City Sports on what he expects from Otto Ado today. As for the goalkeepers, at the point in time, it's been a preserve of a local goalkeeper going into the Black Stars. So that one is no news. Now, I'm looking at it from uh, different angles. If we know, as a coach, you know that this particular player, there are question marks as to even he even kicking the ball in the course of the World Cup. We are not very sure. Then, uh, even though the composition of a team is not like the composition of parliament, that everybody must be there. But then if you are going to bring a player from Europe who will fly business class and will come and sit on the bench, I believe that if a local player is given that opportunity, he will go and pick some one or two lessons from there to impart on his game locally. But that is not to say that the local class must be given uh, an open system type of uh, condition that, oh, because we are going to work out, we should cut a quota for it is the performance.
So you had Gaoka Chairman Kujo Fianu speaking there. Let's bring you today's episode of our World Cup Fact Series today in Qatar. Evan Tofojumanto focuses on the national team career of Black Stars head coach Otoado. Welcome to Today in Qatar. Otoado will be the second Ghanaian coach to lead Ghana at the World Cup after James Kwesiapia. The German-born winger played for the Black Stars for seven years from 1997 to 2006. Otoado made his debut for Ghana in a 5-0 thrashing of Eritrea. In total, he played in 15 matches for the West Africans and scored two goals. Otoado's best moment for the Black Stars was in the 2000 AFCON when Ghana co-hosted the competition with Nigeria. The Stars exited at the group stages, but Otoado had a memorable performance, scoring one of Ghana's three goals at the AFCON. He was part of Ghana's first ever World Cup squad in 2006, playing in group games against Czech Republic and the USA. As a coach, Otoado was in charge of Ghana's brave showing against Nigeria in the playoff for Qatar 2022. So you had Evan Sofo Chumansu of City Sports coming through uh, with today in Qatar. There, let's get to the best power Ghana Premier League match week six. Accra Hearts of Folk. They were held to a goalless draw by Karela FC. Coach of Accra Hearts of Folk is Slavko Matic. He believes that his team deserved more than just a point from the game. I think uh, this was uh, the best game. We controlled the game 90 minutes. Uh, players give everything you saw. We finished with four attackers. We want to win. For us, one point is nothing. We want to take over three. Congratulations for my players. Happy birthday to all fans. Today we deserve to win. Today we deserve to win. I'm disappointed with referees today. I will not say nothing more. Opponents spend... Uh, 30 minutes of the game today. That right. is all what I say. That is not football. But we try. We try. We comp- control the game. We play offensive football. Uh, chance. What they have one chance. It's from our mistakes. We create a lot of chances. Some very good opportunities. We didn't score goal. And in the end, it's 0-0. Accra Hartsofolk head coach Slavko Matic speaking there. Mediama Sporting Club, they suffered their fourth successive defeat. This time to Asante Kotoko. Nicolas Mensah scoring the goal in that game. Now Kotoko defender Sharif Mohamed expresses delight after their win in Takwa. I think it was a, a hard fight that we fight and it was a good teamwork that has really helped us to get these three points. So I'm very happy for these three points. Actually, we are finding our rhythm. It wasn't easy as we started the league, but as we are going... Things are getting better, by and with the help of the management and uh, players, everything is going on well. So we are catching up one after the other. So with the supportive of our players too, I say everything is going on well. So I'm happy and I'm very excited for this game too. Asante Kotoko Sheriff Mohammed speaking. Then other results: Bechem United zero, Accra Lions one. Real Tamale United 1, Adriana Stars, Neil in Swatraman 2, Dreams FC 1, Samatek 0, Bibiani Gold Stars 3, Legon City 2, Great Olympics Neil, Tamale City 2, Brecom Chelsea 2, and Kim Faisal 2, Kotoku Royals 1. So Kim Faisal finally getting a win under new head coach Jimmy Cobbler in the uh, Malta Guinness Women's Premier League match day 6 in the Northern Zone. We had Pelpia Ladies beating Tamale Super Ladies 3 0. Prisons Ladies uh, drew goalless with Northern Ladies. Dreams Ladies beat Ashtown Ladies 2 0. Fabulous Ladies lost 1 0. Two Supreme Ladies and Candy Soccer Academy were thrashed by six goals to two by Ampim Dakwa Ladies. In the Southern Zone, you have Thunder Queens 1, Lady Strikers 1, Army Ladies 2, Hazakas Ladies nil, Police Ladies 2, Faith Ladies 3, and Rich City 1, Soccer Intellectuals 2. 
today there's a game between Isiam Socrates and Barry Lady. So that's what's going on in the Women's League. Let's get to the Premier League and catch up with the results. Fulham, they lost 2-1 to Man United. Man United leaving it late through defender of uh, Wenger Alejandro Ganato. He scored the winner in that game. Brighton also lost to Aston Villa by two goals to one. Wolves also lost 2-0 to Arsenal. So Arsenal head into the World Cup break top of the Premier League uh, with some daylight as well. Newcastle beat Chelsea 1-0. Bournemouth beat Everton 3-0. Liverpool also recorded a 3-1 win over Southampton. Nottingham Forest beating Crystal Palace by one goal to nil. And then Tottenham Hotspur were also up against Leeds. They won that game 4-3. West Ham uh, up against Leicester. West Ham lost that game by two goals to nil. And then Manchester City also suffering the shock result of the round, losing 2-1 uh, to Brentford at the Etihad. So that's how it played out in that particular game. Let's move on to some rather controversial news. And Cristiano Ronaldo says he feels betrayed by Man United and is being forced out of the club. Now, the Portugal forward was speaking out in an interview with Piers Morgan for Talk TV. Now, United have been asked for a response to Ronaldo's claims. Now, the Red Devils, who beat Fulham 2-1 yesterday, are fifth in the Premier League in Eric Ten Hag's first season as manager. When asked if United's hierarchy were trying to force him out, Ronaldo said, and I quote, Yes, not only the coach, but another two or three guys around the club. I felt betrayed. Yes, I felt betrayed and I felt like some people don't want me here. Not only this year, but last year too. End quote. Now, Ronaldo has not played because of an unspecified illness since he captained United in their 3-1 defeat at Aston Villa on November 6th. He was dropped for the Premier League game against Chelsea last month by Ten Hag after refusing to come on as a sub against Tottenham three days earlier. I quote again, I don't have respect for Eric Ten Hag, Ronaldo said, because he doesn't show respect for me. If you don't respect me, I'm never going to have respect for you, end quote. So, uh, it looks like a lot going on there between Cristiano Ronaldo and Manchester United. Let's finish uh, with some judo and Japanese ambassador to Ghana. His Excellency um, Mochizuki Hisanobu has expressed his nation's commitment to supporting the growth of judo in Ghana. Uh, he made his remark at the 22nd edition of the Japan Ambassador Judo Championship, which returned after a two-year break due to COVID-19. In the open weight contest, Dallas Awinyase won the men's category, whilst Evelyn Jato was the winner of the women's event held on Saturday at the Accra Sports Stadium Sports Hall. Uh, because of COVID, the last couple of years, it was not a possibility, but uh, this year it happened. There were a lot of uh, judo athletes, including small kids, and there was really an enthusiasm and energy. Of the Japan Judo Association is very supportive. They want to continuously support the Ghana Association, not only providing judo equipment, but also sending and finally, before we go, let's do some NBA. The when wins for the OKC Thunder, they beat the Knicks. The LA Lakers got their third win of the season, beating the Brooklyn Nets. That's all for this morning's edition of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia. Kickoff was brought to us by Le Cherho. There's more sport at citysportsonline.com. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Unleashing the power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3.
33 Sounds of Bob Marley Cause this one Waiting in vain Monday the 14th of November 2022 Few birthday messages coming in You can send in yours on 0549-986-996 This one says Happy birthday to Major General Dr. Emmanuel Akutia, CEO of Ghana Border Commission. This one says happy birthday to Kweku Ose Crunchy Esiedu. Another one says please do wish our daughter Ikea Oye Safro a happy birthday. She's 10 today. And it's from her dad, mom, brothers and the entire family. Happy birthday to Mr. Cyril Menu, CEO of Simon uh, or Simain Ghana Limited. That's coming from Ophelia Frimpong. And happy 60th birthday to Mrs. Gloria Kufwa Mankwa, proprietress of Crown and Glory School, New Bawe. That's from your husband, Yawa Mankwa. Happy birthday to Emanuela Fo'onon of the Guinness Ghana Finance Team. We love you dearly. That's coming from the entire finance team and the rest of the Guinness Ghana family. This one says, uh, Happy birthday, Mr. Chua Thompson. Wishing you long life and good health and prosperity. That's from Didi and all of us at Jewel Energy Limited. And this one's please 
please help me congratulate the freshest couple in Ghana, dear Reynard Kwabna Wusu Chebafo and Helen Chebafo. They got married over the weekend. Congrats from Team Primus Advertising. And please wish my daughter, Makadesh Jimfoa Santiotri. A belated birthday. She was three yesterday. That's coming from Amos Ochi. Now, if you are a customer of Enterprise, Enterprise is saying that they've won several awards and it's thanks to you and they want you to share in the joy. Now, in the prestigious Ghana Club 100, four of the subsidiaries, Enterprise Insurance, Enterprise Life, Enterprise Trustees and Acacia in their respective positions as top companies. Again, in the recent CIMG Awards, Enterprise Insurance was retained in the CIMG Hall of Fame for the sixth straight time. Again, in the recent CIMG Awards, Enterprise Insurance was retained in the CIMG Hall of Fame for the sixth street time. Enterprise Life was adjudged the Life Insurance Company of the Year and Enterprise Trustees, the Corporate Trustees Company of the Year. We dedicate these awards to you, our valued customers. Dream big with us. Enterprise is your advantage. Richoko is your favorite Ghana cocoa beverage. And it's made from the finest cocoa. And it's back with the National Essay Competition. There's 100,000 series to be won by um, grand winners or the overall winners. Now, it's open to junior high and upper primary pupils. Write an essay describing five things you would like to see to help improve access to basic education in Ghana. Essays must be handwritten and not less than 750 words for junior high pupils and 600 words for upper primary pupils. Submit your essay together with empty packs of either Richoco 1kg or 500 gram or 5 packs of Richoco 20 gram and complete contact information to select advantage points across the country. Deadline for submissions the 19th of, of November, sorry. Visit Cadbury Richoco Facebook and Instagram pages for more details. T's and C's apply. Now it's time to gain more when you bank at GCB. GCB is your biggest and largest bank and is giving salary account uh, customers more in the GCB gain more promo. Now GCB stands to gain more. Just switch or open a GCB salary account today and gain more in the GCB gain more promo. And you can get up to 300,000 CDs at, um, as a loan at competitive interest rates and repay in 60 months at reduced upfront fees. Pay no monthly fees for six months. Get an instant reward when you make a deposit into your salary account and benefit from free life insurance cover for one year. Remember, the promo is running up until April 2023. T's and C's apply. GCB is your bank for life. The power of relevant radio. This is City 97.3. But well, this morning, very, very, <laughs> wow. Monday the 14th of November. So a couple of things will be happening today, guys. So the announce, the new announce expose is on. The okay. new announce expose yes. is on. Yes. It will be aired after yes. the gymnastics of over the weekend. Mm-hmm. It will happen. It won't happen. It will mm-hmm. happen. It won't happen. It looks like it's happening. Yeah. And in line with that, there are tickets at the City FM front desk. So okay. you can walk in and pick up tickets to go and watch mm. Anasis Premier. So it's free. It's, it's free. This evening. Yes. Uh, uh, what time is it? Um, I'll, I'll confirm the time. Okay. All right. So it's at, it's at 8 p.m. Okay. So the latest one. Has he told us what will be in it? No, no he's, 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 he's kept it pretty close to his chest. But we do time. know that he's on Ganam
I says, Gap is pretty close to you. You know, for the, the, the issue about Galamse is that we've, we've um, in terms of the story of the effects of Galamse, we can't stop telling it enough. So even though the past couple of weeks we've done a lot on Galamse, we did a, a live forum on Galamse, the CSIR stepped in the live forum on, on Galamse, which we aired on over the weekend. There have been various conversations about the effects of Galamse. I feel we can't have enough. So for me, the more we show, this, you know, it, People, people seem to sort of rank news. And so it's like right now, inflation and the economy is big. But trust me, what's happening in the mining sector? <laughs> it, it is it is so serious and so damaging that we'll wake up in 2023 and issues of food security will emerge, water security will emerge big time. So the fact that something does not occupy front page every day does not mean it's not, it's not happening. You know, with the media, we have a certain limitation in the way we are able to cover stories. And also the the need for news. You know, news is always the new one. So like this morning, when I was coming, I was like, Charlie, listen to the newspaper review. I think the big one is the Saglemi one. You know, we are always fishing for what's the big one, what's the new one. But that's good, but trust me, Galamse is big. So if you have the time, please go and watch it. Particularly if it will also show or unveil parts of the reasons why it's become so intractable. Right, we know the effects. We know that water security is a big issue. We know all these things, but it looks like, for some reason, the political incentive to deal with it is not there. So hopefully, Anas will show us something that will help to break that part of the discussion. So yeah, 8 p.m. today. Mm, yeah. So like I said, you can pick up tickets from the front desk of CTFM. Mm. But but like you said rightly, mm. and as I thought of everything, the everything jumped out. Yeah. It jumped out at me. Yeah. To think that. We had spent a good amount of money hoping that this project would come to life properly. It is crazy. Many, many years after that. 2012, NDC began this. They wanted to build 5,000 houses. And, and then the, the, they managed to put up 1,500 approximately. The new government said they felt there were things wrong with the project. So there was an investigation. Atachi's ministry led that. On and on and on and on and on. There's a court case. Two former ministers in court with a couple of other people, 52 counts, all kinds of things. And uh, with all of this going on, the government has decided that, look, we are going to sell this thing to a private developer. So whatever happens, the aim of the project has not be, will not be achieved, if you ask me, because a private developer coming into 1,500 housing units at a place like Saglemi, goodbye to affordable housing. <laughs> Goodbye to Farawazi. I'm sure we can listen to the minister later to tell us why he failed the project. You know, when I listen to Freddie Ho's report, it's like government is tired. You know, it's like government say they are tired of the whole thing and it's a drain on their resources. And the, the wedding is funny. It's exhausted and handicapped mm. and can't make any further commitment on the Saglami project. So on this basis, they are allowing a private developer. I think it's such a pity you know, and because we all don't have the full facts as to what really happened, we don't have all the documents. To what we what we have is the original idea and what they intended to do, and what we also have is a lot of knowledge about how these things never work, because <laughs> a lot of housing projects have been started by different governments, and I don't know apart from the Kaneshi one or the Dansuman, I don't know which housing project has really really worked and benefited the poor. Maybe the Tema one, I don't know. So that's something that's come up again. And while that's going on, something low-key that's happening in the same sector, which I thought for more, more poor people will be happier about this one than the first one. The fact that uh, the government is going to push through what it calls the rent bill. 
So it's a sensible at this press conference yesterday. Funny thing, the affordable housing and what has happened is not going to benefit the poor. poor. What's actually going to benefit the poor is the rent, rent bill in yeah. a way because if, if it's enforced properly. Yeah, if you look at what they are saying, they're basically trying to and I think this will be difficult, but they say they will do it. Which is? They said the review is intended to safeguard. So essentially, the rent law is over 50 years old. Mm-hmm. And according mm-hmm. to Asensu, it, it cannot be used to do anything in its mm-hmm. presence, for which we all agree. Yes. And it says that its relevance has been outlived by the current population growth and urbanization, mm-hmm. housing availability, rental rates, housing redistribution, and eviction controls, among several others. Right? Now, it says the review is intended to safeguard the rights of the vulnerable tenants who've been outpriced by the uncontrollable hikes in the cost of renting accommodation. Now, some of the things they want to put in the bill, so he said, after extensive engagement on the draft bill 2022, cabinet at its last meeting, held 27 October, that's like a couple of weeks ago, gave approval for the draft and gave some recommendations. And I just wanted to give you some parts of the, what what caught my attention in in the law. They are saying that it will be illegal to rent out your house at more than one month. <laughs> this is serious. So the minister says the new bill will criminalize, criminalize you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Any landlord who demands more than one month in monthly tenancy or more than one year in a yearly tenancy. Is that what? Yes. I haven't seen the wedding, I haven't seen the full thing, but the minister's summary was that they would criminalize any landlord who demands more than one month rent in what is called a monthly tenancy and more than one year in a yearly tenancy. So I, I'm not sure. So <laughs> Okay, so if so, I so, come and rent for a month, you cannot charge, you cannot take more than yes. one. And then what? The two-year advance basically becomes a one-year advance. One year, yes. I, I really wish that the ministry would put the... The bill. The bill into the public domain for public discourse mm. because it's gone to cabinet so clearly it's gone to various stages i don't know at the stage at which mm-hmm. the public can see, see it and find it yes but um, he's saying that they will criminalize and i feel this is a very interesting attempt because the you can say that the issue of tenancy is a demand and supply issue but there's also no economy where there's no regulation of this type of pricing so Having, not having seen the full report, I can only say it's a good, it's a well-intended uh, thing. I hope they also add the issue of pricing in dollars. Because the, if, if you're going to say people should not be priced out of the market, then also which currency can you rent a house? It's also key. And I think property owners will also come out and say, well, if I have my property in Cantonment and I want to rent to Nathan and I want to charge $2,000 a month, who is government to tell me not to charge? So we'll, we'll see. Well, but, but it will be interesting also because... Um, we can perhaps get details on how this reinforces the authority of the Department of Rent Control. Yes. Because they would have to enforce this. Yeah. Um, we, we are aware of the significant difficulties that yeah. they face in staffing. Yeah. But you know what I want to say? If, if somebody is listening to this in a trotro and the person considers himself poor, eh, they would think the rent control law is more useful to them than all the money spent on the Saglemi housing project and I just hope our politicians learn the lesson that these grandiose housing projects, they never really work you know, they never work so I don't know why they keep doing it look, trust me, whoever wins 2024 come and do they will start a housing project 
It's almost, it's almost it's in the template. Yeah. I, I don't know why. Okay, maybe we need to read some independent analysis on engineering or the architects on why these housing projects fail and what needs to change to make them successful. Because there's always a different. Remember the Korean one? Mm-hmm. STX. You know, there's always some bottleneck. And it's always well intended. So I feel maybe if you're a minister of works and housing, maybe you should shift focus from trying to build for poor people to creating a platform where genuine affordable housing can be built. Mm-hmm. You know, when I speak to my affordable housing guys, apart from a couple of affordable housing things in Ashaiman, a lot of the so-called affordable housing things have been very expensive and they even charge dollars. Mm. So they use affordable housing as a guise to attract the funding and then what they build, poor people cannot really buy it. Yeah. So maybe government should focus efforts on making land available cheaper, making land tenure easier, making building materials cheaper. Because if you look at the average person who earns maybe like 800 cities a month or 1,000 cities, if they get some money, they'll go and buy some land that go more fete if they live in Accra, some one plot B. Then every weekend, they'll go and do something small. So for me, if government can make getting that land easier and getting access to building materials easier and say, go and build your own house, than to say, I'm going to build 5,000 housing, because inevitably, corruption comes in, the rich people will go and buy it. The ministry's guys now will go and buy it and resell to their own friends. So they use the poor to start the project and the poor never get it. Do you get my point? So maybe we should rather put in law that government should stop trying to build affordable housing and stop all the waste and channel resources into creating the right legal environment, the land tenure system, the right investment, the financial sector, like talking to the housing comp- uh, the financial companies. Do you get me? To, because this, 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 this affordable housing thing it's a lie we keep being told. Mm-hmm. You know, and but with the current cost of building, there's no way this government or any other government can build truly affordable housing for poor people. Go for yeah, my, and, and again, my concern, Bernard, is how time and time again mm-hmm. we are able to come to this this end where this our governments are unable to execute mm-hmm. agreements the design of it, you know, and it just stalls because here we are. Let's take the Saglem. It's a two hundred million con- dollar contract we're told from Swiss credit. I'm sure we are paying that back some way somewhere. So yeah. first one, two hundred million dollar loan that we are supposed to that pay. we are supposed to pay. So that one is there. At the moment, there are even disagreements because we know Collins Dauda is in court and all those things. There are disagreements as to the terms of the contract for something that went to parliament yeah yeah How, you see yeah, because yeah. aren't these things supposed yeah. to be cast in stone yeah mm-hmm. if something is worth 200 million dollars and there's an agreement on it what is supposed to be used for who is supposed to do what at what point yeah because as we speak there are disagreements over whether we were supposed to build this in phases or not whether how the number of units the two hundred million were supposed to build, some say thousand mm-hmm. five, some say five thousand. Mm-hmm. What did they, so it's not on a piece of paper somewhere that we but, can look at? But don't forget that our parliament is not as resourced. Yeah, let me explain this. Parliament has not, for example, two things. Parliament is not designed to do value for money audits. Mm-hmm. Okay, so even though parliament passes a lot of agreements and goes through a lot of bills now the composition of their committees if they are lucky to have some experts in finance or whatever they they can only do as much so so parliament for example recently parliament and that parliament got a legal office 
Yes. 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 In the same way, they may need an office to help them with their valuations and things like value for money audits. Because you see, when they meet as a committee, these guys there, they are doing a job based on their knowledge and based on precedent and law. But there are technical things that need to be done that are institutionalized. So the institution of parliament itself must be strengthened. Because you are wondering how can something go through parliament and turn out this rotten. Mm -hmm. Possibly because the people there are in... First point, they are thinking of a, a partisan objective. And number two, they may not be technically competent to do the thorough work that crown agents or some institution may do. Mm. Ah. And sometimes, even if crown agents does it, the committee will come and say, oh, MPP say we agree, and this is it, we don't agree. So I feel to prevent some of these things, the institution of parliament needs to be strengthened in a way that makes it a proper last stop. Because a lot of the corruption is built into the design of the thing. Which is my issue, the design of the but thing. The, but parliament is not able to decide because they don't have the competence. Ah, so Banda, are you saying that when they are deliberating these things on the committees, they don't call in experts in the various fields or they don't seek expert advice on certain things that they are not equipped to evaluate? They, 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 they might, but my point is that if you institutionalize a value for money or other type of organ office within the parliament, then they know that there are people hired and trained whose skill it is to go through in a surgical way mm -hmm. and then advise. For now, the committee chair may feel we don't. We, I mean, if the, if the chairman comes says, "Well, we are okay, we know what to do," or the I mean, look at public accounts committee. Do you know the public accounts committee doesn't really do anything? This whole, in fact, do you know the auditor general's report? They just essentially get the big four firms to share the the work and then they go and do it and they bring it. To the auditor general's department, auditor general will sign off, and then they just basically bring it to parliament to come and deliberate on it. So the technical independence. So the two things: the technical one, the independence to be able to say this deal will not help Ghana, and then to be independently able to publish it and say, as a value for money or whatever audit committee of parliament or office, we think that this is not good. Put that aside. There's also the issue of political promises which are not realistic. And I'm saying that, look, politicians cannot build a house for you to live in. In this, our current democracy, that will be affordable. <laughs> There's no... I have, there are models in Kenya and other places that work, but from what I've seen with the past few years, it will end up either in court or the, the ministry of now will sell it and then they will sell it to their own people. Drive to Saglemi. It's there. It's getting rotten. Now, if, a, if you're a private person, who wins Saglemi? Looking at the litigation around it, even the, what you put on it as the cost. <laughs> Imagine the risk. If, if I'm a bank going to give you money to buy that segment yeah. thing, and I found that thing is in court, you're going to buy something that is a potentially litigious or already in litigation. Do you know? Yeah. So how, how will you shield yourself? Look at the interest rates we have. You can't sell it as a poor person's house anymore. How many poor people can afford it? Yeah. It's going to become a middle class enclave something, something, and the same people will go and buy it. Yeah. But also, again, you see, I, I come to the design of... Because the Saglami is saying, if you've been there, Charlie. So, if you listen to um, Minister Basen Soboachi, he's talking about the difficulties in providing um, amenities. So, road, mm -hmm. sewage, mm -hmm. electricity, and water. Mm -hmm. For a project like that, this th these are the things the government was supposed to provide, from my understanding, mm -hmm. before the project started. Yes, but the project started and none of these things had been done. 
and, and that is my my pain with this because you've gone for two hundred million dollars. The two hundred million dollars says that we are building X number of houses within this period of time. Mm-hmm. That is what will happen. Now, government's side is mm-hmm. to provide A, B, C, D. Now, if you've listened to the defense of those who are facing, they are saying that, well, mm-hmm. the government was unable to provide those things. So part of the money was used to try and provide the services yeah. that the government failed to provide. And that is why the money no reach, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> that is, this is the whole yeah. problem. Basically, yeah. the money no reach. Yeah. You understand? And here we are, like Bernard said, basically, you are... We've taken two hundred. We are going to take on a two hundred million dollar loss. Yeah. Sell it to some private developer. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, I'm sure they have one in mind. Once they've started well, considering he, this, he says he says they would do. He used the the right words. He said they would do something something. Yeah. They they will take it through the right. Uh, yeah yeah yeah. They have somebody in mind. Let's move on from there. And then the technical working team has been set up. But, comprising professional experts to oversee the spearheading and and spearhead all engagement required for a completion of the project. To ensure transparency and accountability while guaranteeing value for money and completion of the project. But for me, the uh, the ultimate pain of this is what Bernard alluded to. This officially moves from becoming an affordable housing yes, project it's, it's, it's to a purely commercial project. Once that transition happens, it no longer is an end. Basically, two hundred million dollars yeah. down the drain. Yeah. It, it, it for a country that could do so much. And it will be interesting that kind of money now. It will be important to also know the arrangement yeah. for whoever buys, whether they will be paying that two hundred or will be paying from our state coffers. Well, according to the article we read, but they said they will raise the money yes. and then they will use it to offset some of the costs. Yes. Okay. So, okay, but which so, private so, developers are kind of loose change around? Wow. No, but the size. You see, coffer, the size of the. You see, this is the thing. I, for me, ab initio, these are flawed projects. Yes. Which is why you have these outcomes. Because the size of the land. And the way government was able to get the land, so there are certain costs that are, have been reduced already. Mm-hmm. Land is big. big yeah. In fact, the last Massive. time we estimated the size of the land, it's like half of Adenta, yeah. if not more. Very, very big land. 1,500 housing units. There, there's a lot of land that has not been used. Yeah. We don't know whether this person is going to buy the whole land or just part of the... And you see, the thing is that the way our governance is done, the way politicians do things, we are not equipped as media or even social society to actually properly scrutinize before the fact. So a lot of times, things go wrong and we get the information after Post, the fact. Yeah. Which is why I'm saying that institutions like Shraj and Parliament, we need to build into the approval process these checks and balances. Because there's no... Ghanaians are a bit fed up with, oh, we are doing an expose, this person has done this, they've chopped the money, or oh, we'll get the money back. How many times do we actually get put to pay back? You get me? So I think one of the things all those who want change should be asking for is that Accountability should be built into the process to prevent the looting. Because using theft as ex post facto reason for us to vote somebody out is so, it's, we are tired of that. Oh, Omwe Diska, you know what I'm saying? Why, can't we do something to prevent the Sikedi mm-hmm. or the Sikashie? As in, yeah, 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 wasting of money, you know, because, and to think that 10 years, 10 years, guys, 2012. Ten years, and the, the, we don't—it's it's terrible. And and think about how many governments have we had since ten years. So we've had the Mahama government, mm-hmm. okay, and then we've yeah, had Akufuado one and two, and so we've had like three ministers of housing or four, 
is the fourth one who is not able to say we are getting some closure, which will never even be closure. Because even if the private developer comes and buys it, and the litigation, so what if they finish the college, the other case, and then they say, okay, they are innocent. Then they say, okay, which you are going to sue. Do you know what I mean? It's like, basa. You know, it, it's, it's sad that we, we've misgoverned so badly that those who say government should not be involved in anything should be proven right. Which is not necessarily the case. Because in some countries, governments do very good things. But somehow, we've bungled it so much that they can't say, oh, limited government, leave everything to private developer. Even in the most advanced societies, government, go to UK. Why do you think all the houses in UK look the same? <laughs> Their government is very big in housing. Mm. But we have not set up our government to deliver development. We've set it up as this contraption, which is very expensive and bloated, inefficient, with poor institutions, with people who don't really have the people's interest at heart. That arrangement cannot deliver development. Just money. Yeah. It's very, very sad. There's a report. I'm sure you heard later. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do that. So we, we get things put in the right context. Yeah, but it's time for tech and social media trends. <laughs> The segment is brought to us by by our friends at CalBank. Now you can shop online or in store using our range of debit and prepaid cards, Visa, Mastercard, and GH Link. To learn more, uh, call zero eight hundred five hundred five hundred CalBank forward <laughs> together. It's also brought to us by our friends at Vodafone. You can take your entertainment to the next level with this exciting new partnership from Vodafone and Samsung. From now till the end of February twenty twenty three, get free Vodafone broadband installation when you purchase a new Samsung smart TV. Walk into any Vodafone or Electroland outlet and upgrade your home entertainment today. Vodafone, further together. And Danny Cranston is here. He's got the segment for us this morning. The truth is like a lion. Piers Morgan. It doesn't need to defend itself. Uh-huh. Are you Piers Morgan this morning? Just let it loose. Okay. It needs to defend itself. Okay. Oh. Alright. The truth is one. Okay. So you are starting your segment with... Wise quotes from Pierce Morgan. From Pierce Morgan. Interesting. What's what? I'm saying economy is trending. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. It premieres today. Yes. Yes. And 8 now. p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, AICC live. So if you want to go, want to watch, head there quick. Yeah. There are um, tickets at the CTFM front desk. Mm-hmm. You can come and pick up some tickets and yes. go and watch. Quick. Um, NDC decides over the weekend. Yes, they had their congress. Uh, the big one was that. Um, former MP, former um, Adenta MP, Emmanuel Ashimo, he won um, Greater Accra uh, chairman. He beat incumbent Adikoka. So that was a big shock of that election. Mulakot um, is also trending uh, yesterday. Joseph yes, Luke number one goalkeeper um, reports that he's been ruled out of the World Cup uh, to be confirmed today when the squad is named at 11 o'clock. Today mm-hmm. is the day the Lord has made. Mm. At 11 o'clock, we'll find out the 26 men that will lead the Black Stars into the battleground at Qatar 2022. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is in the trends. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yesterday, he spoke the truth. Okay. Nathan, the same thing that happened to Paul Pogba uh-huh. is happening to him. <laughs> okay. It's the same thing. Mm. Mm. The club allowed the media to carry on an agenda and taint his image when they knew very well why he was away during the preseason? Yeah, but the club did announce that he was away for family reasons. Yes, and they left it like that. And when people were pushing the agenda that he's not coming because he wants to leave, they allowed it to happen. But I'm saying is, this. But that is why he didn't want to come. That's not why he didn't want to come. He had a he had a family no problem. But the with his daughter, three months before his son had also passed. No, no problem. If that happens to you, 
he wanted to leave. No, he wanted to leave, but that is not why he did all of this. You see, at the time I told you people that. It's okay. The guy has finish never. Your you, you finish oh, sure. It is factors I'm saying. And I'm saying your he factors. has never skipped preseason. So when something like this happens, but the to somebody who has shown professionalism you. throughout his career, you know that there's a reason why. But, but the club, you see, no, they allowed. You're, when Harry Maguire went to Greece and went to fight and was convicted and put in prison, <laughs> as soon as he touched down in England, they gave him a 30 minute exclusive with BBC to clear his name. That's the power they have. When they love you, that's the power they have. But when they don't care about you, they leave you out to dry. And today the truth has come out. <laughs> Cristiano Ronaldo but, has spoke the truth. But the point is that the club, the club he's playing for, the club did not say it. The club they said, kept quiet. No, because they knew. They that when, once okay, they keep quiet, you, you the same. agenda will continue. Now everybody thinks he didn't come because and the thing has gone. That's that's okay. what he did. Okay, you. It's continue. true in tech news. <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk and his blue tick. Yes. And they are again. It's causing problems. Okay. Now, Abi, you can buy. Mm-hmm. So, parody accounts of Apple, Nintendo, they bought the thing and they were swaying people mm-hmm. away. People were very confused by that. So, Twitter has blocked all those ones, all those public uh, parody accounts. Mm-hmm. They are trying to streamline it. They say they'll try and streamline it so that um, not just anybody can um, <laughs> yes, get one. But before I go, I need to do something. Today is a birthday of the best human being in my life. Okay. Yes. You see, in life, especially as a younger sibling, you uh-huh. need a leader. Yeah. Yes, you need somebody you can look up to. Uh-huh. My big brother, uh-huh. today is his birthday. I see. Yes, he walks so I can run. <laughs> okay. Or I'm, you see, there are some things we don't see, but he doesn't like when I say some things. Uh-huh. But his advice before BC, uh-huh. I'm not somebody who gets nervous, yeah. but when he spoke, I don't know how... He sensed that there was something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. When he spoke, his advice before Wasi, mm-hmm. his advice before I went to uni, mm-hmm. his advice when I finished mm-hmm. uh, uni, going into national service. Before you marry. Because I need it. The only thing I need him to do for me now mm-hmm. is to marry that girl. Hey. That is all. He should marry. Oh. I know that he will marry. Don't worry. Don't oh, he should marry. Take it easy. Say something for me. Take it easy. You will, like, no, you because you see, he walks so I can run. Uh-huh. When he marries, then I can also go. Time is going. Time is going. Why are you pressuring your brother like this? That's our content with the tech and social media trend segment. Brought to us by Vodafone and Carbank. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Welcome back. 12 after 8 on the City Breakfast Show. We'll get into uh, the report from the Housing Ministry in a second. But people are always searching for convenience, uh, simple and easy life. And Pokia gives you just that. Pokia is your virtual assistant from Star Insurance. And she gives you the ability to be anywhere and still purchase or renew your motor insurance at any time. Chat to Pokia today on 0242-436160 or dial short code star 713 star 222 hash and enjoy a smooth and quick service. Star Insurance is your solid partner. In this day and age where rent charges are astronomical, cost of land for building is skyrocketing and landlords are giving tenants a hard time. Owning a decent, affordable home is not a luxury but a necessity. That's why OgoFlip is there. Just log on to ogoflip.com, register with your phone or email address and buy as many tickets as possible and you stand a chance of winning a house at Pram Pram or weekly game prizes or one of the many consolation prizes. What makes the OgoFlip win big game unique is that even if you don't win the ultimate prize... 
We'll go flip a reward you with loyalty points equivalent to $3 a ticket. Now, these points, when accumulated, may be used as a down payment towards buying your next home with us or with other affiliated property developers. Now, your messages are brought to us by Creamy Plus, taking us back to the original taste of evaporated milk, and it's a great compliment to all your beverages or your cereals, all the things you love to drink in the mornings. It has vegetable fat, it's gentler on the stomach. Just get your day started with Creamy Plus and you have a wonderful day. For bulk purchase, you can get to less from distributors at Medina Rates Junction on 0501682522 or Grace has found us at a cocoa photo dancerman on 0245162747. If you want to retail or you want it at the retail level, find it in all girl shops, Bachelor Total and other supermarkets in your neighborhood. All right, now let's uh, listen to this report filed by my colleague Fred Duho talking about the housing minister Francis Asen Subwachi's revelation uh, that government will sell the Saglemi affordable housing project to a private developer. In June 2020, the then Sector Minister for Works and Housing, Samuel Atachian, informed Parliament about government's readiness to investigate and prosecute some directors and the two former housing ministers, Collins Dauda and Dr. Kwiku Ajiman Mensa, for allegedly misappropriating state funds meant for the development of the 5,000-unit Saglemi housing project. The Attorney General assessed a strong position in law that all the contracts purportedly signed by Honorable Collins Dauda MP and thereafter some wayward chief directors after the original contract has received parliamentary approval, avoid ab initio and have no legal consequence. At the moment, the Ghana institution of surveyors are engaged in a value for money order. Mr. Speaker, your findings will indicate the extent of embezzlement of state resources via the vehicle of affordable housing delivery. All the traducers of the law will be arranged before a court of competent jurisdiction to answer criminal charges. Civil action shall be used to recover money's loss in the state. The former Deputy Minister for Housing, Samson Ahin, under the previous John Mahama government, reacted to the allegations made in Parliament. He said this three years ago, that they were taking the, those corporates to court. Three years ago that he said it. All you know in the country, last year, he generated heated discussions in the country. We have been waiting for when that court matter will, will start. Now he's ready. Huh? Now he says he's ready. Everybody is also ready to respond because we didn't do anything on top of Following parliamentary and public debates on the project, the newly appointed housing minister, Francis Asensu Boache, visited the site in March 2021 to appraise himself with the status of the project. According to him, the government was committed to the completion of the project for use. I want to send a signal that government is committed to continue with the project to see to its com- completion, regardless of the of the of the challenges. And I've come here to learn at first hand what is going on on, on the ground. Uh, uh, from here, uh, I'll have a better understanding of the project, and I'll be able to better engage the technical people and investors who will show interest in supporting government to complete the project. Some work has been done, but a lot more work has to be done. Uh, we have invested close to 200 million into this project, and this is where we are. 
the, uh, the project, I believe, was a great idea. But the conception, the design, and the implementation uh, did not go well at all. And that is why we find ourselves in this situation. Subsequently, the Attorney General was in court to prosecute the two former ministers, Collins Dauda and his successor, Dr. Kwekwa Jiman Mensa, and three others for misapplying state resources. They were charged with 52 counts of criminal charges, including willfully causing financial loss to the state, issuing false certificates, and dishonestly causing loss to public property. The accused persons pleaded not guilty to all charges. The Attorney General, Godfrey Dami, had this to say after court proceedings in court in August 2021. I think the case for the Republic is as read out in court and contained also in the cement of charges as well as the facts that were disclosed by me in court today. I'll just not speak any further, just to say that I'll tell you what the case is about. The case is about holding public officers to account, is about ensuring that there will be a proper and efficient use of uh, state resources. That indeed, if you're a public officer and you're entrusted with any brief, any funds or resources allocated to you, must be used in accordance with the purpose for which the funds were allocated. As simple as that. So the case is about ensuring that there will be the um, adherence to due process, ensuring that persons trusted with public office and public power exercise responsibility for their actions. The minority leader, Haruna Idrisu, who rallied other members of the minority side of parliament to show solidarity in court, described the prosecution as frivolous. I just believe that these are frivolous trumped-up charges intended to politically persecute and politically harass. As I've said, we remain undaunted. I do not think that these charges can stand the test of law. I'm very convinced about it. And as journalists, you must be interested in proving further. Is it not interesting that they are being charged for financial loss to the state when we have evidence that as at May, 20, as at May 2018, 31st, May, 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 May 2018, some payments were made to the same contractor, yet the persons who made those payments are not being charged. Fast forward to November 2022, the government has decided to sell the Saglemi housing project to a private developer. According to the Minister for Works and Housing, Francis Asensubwache, government is handicapped in funding the project, taking into account the cost involved. Now, upon further consideration, government does not intend to spend additional taxpayers' money towards the completion of the project. Thankfully, the state has some equity in the form of land and assets on site that can be leveraged upon for the completion of the project by the private sector. Ladies and gentlemen, after a painstaking period of assessment, verification and consultation, government has decided to explore the possibility of selling the Saglemi affordable housing projects covering the 1,506 housing units at current value to a private sector entity to complete and sell the housing units to the public at no further cost to the state. The proceeds from this transaction, this sale, will come to the state and it will be reinvested into affordable housing projects.
while justifying government's decision to hand over the 1,500 housing units, including the available land, to a private developer, he noted that the case before the High Court will still be pursued and those found culpable dealt with by the laws of the This case has been in court, um, I think it started earlier this year. Yeah, and the Attorney General announced it. But the thing about court case is that it's, it's not in our hands. Uh, the ju- judiciary process is, is quite um, a process you have to go through a lot. In fact, you know, for, for the past month or two, they, they were all on vacation and all that. So I'm very hopeful that very soon you hear something um, from, 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 from the court. But certainly, the Attorney General, when he saw the fast, thought it was something that uh, he has to initiate prosecution, and he has started. So that was a uh, report put together by Fred Duho. So at least, uh, that, that's a bit of uh, context in terms of... Um, what the latest is with the Saglemi housing project. The government says it will be selling it to a private developer on one hand. On the other hand, the case, the court case will still go on. They will still follow that court case to its logical conclusion. So, so that, that is, that is where... Yeah, I think it's just important to give people some quick background to this as Fred did so eloquently in his report. So yes, in 2012, this was began. We took a loan of $200 million dollars. And uh, we're supposed to pay that over a seven-year period. We're supposed to put out 5,000 housing units. For some reason, the number of units reduced to 1,500. Uh, they did build 1,500 units yes. in about 180. Uh, so the, the units are within the blocks, 150 yes. blocks. That's right. Yes. The new government felt that a couple of things. They said they didn't have all the contract details, and the contract details are also conflicting. They didn't think it provided value for money. They felt that there was a variation of the, the number of housing from 5K to 1,500 unjustifiably. Mm-hmm. And they also felt that there was a haste in paying the contractor. Yes. So they felt that something untoward had happened. happened yeah. And therefore, they were taking the previous ministers to court. All right. Interestingly, when you read the story that we put up about the original project, such a great idea, and which is so painful. Like, So if you read um, a couple of stories, let me give you this background, right? So it's like, let me housing project. Approved by Parliament October 31, after consideration of a report by the Joint Committee on Finance and Works and Housing, loan between the government of Ghana and Credit Suisse for $200 million. Which is why I go back to the issue of a budget office in Parliament, value for money independently done. Because when this was done, the construction was to be done by a company called Constratura OAS. Mm-hmm. 5,000 units laid in Parliament 28 September 2012. Referred to joint committee, did their work according to standing orders. Uh, the loan had a grace period of two years before a repayment period of five years and maturity period of seven years. Loan was pegged at interest of 12.5% per annum of the, on the CD equivalent or the dollar amount. The CD equivalent of the dollar amount. <laughs> so imagine you know, $200,000 at the current dollar amount is 14 CDs to a dollar and you are paying 12.5% on that. 12.5% on that. So if we talk about a balloon in the stock, you see what... what all, all, yeah, all now, the committee together. observed that the 12% interest was good, followed on the treasury bill rate at the time, 
I'm, I'm sure somebody had asked, oh, I've been a treasury bill rate seven years from then. Do you know? Maybe they tied it in at 12.5, so maybe that's good. The project, projected debt service under the project was for $249.6 million, while the total sales proceeds were projected to 251 Point two, so they were going to make a surplus of one point eight million dollars, right? This is what they thought they were going to get. So they were going to spend pay two forty nine million, and they were going to make two fifty one million. I don't know whether they're going to sell this to poor people to get two fifty one million. I don't know how they're going to do that. Now they said they'll finish the project two years after commencement, so that was twenty twelve. So that finished twenty fourteen. Now the scope of the project was reviewed, reducing the number of housing units from five k two thousand five. Even though the price remained at two hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. now the Kuvado government, assuming office, said there was no evidence justifying the variation of the scope of the agreement. In seconding a motion for the approval in Parliament at the time, Ranking Member Okotowa say said of all the housing projects that the House had addressed, this was one of the few that already had an off-taker with the Ghana Home Loans Board. He said there were at least fifteen thousand people who had applied, five thousand of whom had already made financial commitments. But as we speak now, the project is still unoccupied. And then another quick background of some of the things to do with the project. And um, the project sits on 300 acres of land, which is one to two to three bedrooms for low-income earners. That was the idea. And they did 180 blocks of 1,500. What else do you need to know about this? Uh, Just give me one quick second. The project was to improve the local economy arising from increased in-housing expenditure, generate commercial and service facilities such as shops, banks, restaurants and recreational amenities in the community, leading to increased productivity. That's what the the, the filler they will write nicely. Promoting effective and efficient utilization of land, engagement of high-performing local subcontractors, creation of both direct and indirect jobs. Now, the committee said that, you know, about 6,300 direct jobs and indirect jobs will be created for laborers, artisans, professionals, and sub-professionals, administrative staff, and mm. building suppliers, food sellers, and security, and drivers. Here we are today. There's a case involving... So the, 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 case, the, the whole thing became botched when Atachi and the then minister said there are acts of embezzlement. He alleges this. And then they said that um, they reviewed this in 2017. And they... Let me read this for you. He said, a number of occasions... Legal process had been initiated to have those officials face criminal prosecutions. In 2017, it meant that the ministry uh, reviewed the seconded, the second amended and restated agreement and signed a third amended and restated agreement without authorization, which led to a reduction of the contract price of $181 million. So then now we have about four people in court with over 52 counts of different things. So the, the, the project has stalled. A private developer will buy it. And then, and then it may no longer become affordable. Uh, exactly. If yeah. it was in the first place. If it was in the first place. And even if it had been, if the project had been continued, you know, without this lapse of time mm. during which damage to the existing structures has, has worsened. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, you know, people, remember when um, Hassan Ariga went there and said that he was going to take it over and get people to move in. I mean, the level of damage that has happened, windows broken, you know, fixtures damaged, even overgrown, you know, uh, um, what you call it, landscaping, whatever, is going to take a lot more investment to even spruce up what's already there, then continue to complete the project. Mm. So this 200 million or whatever that you're saying, Charlie, 
whoever's coming to buy it is is going to have to accommodate all of that as well in their budgeting before selling it for profit. And I mean, if we, if we had stuck with the original plan, just mm-hmm. a so just a, a mm-hmm. basic average calculation, two hundred million, right, or two hundred fifty million, let's say, if you pay the loan back, divided by five thousand units, each unit would have been about fifty thousand dollars, right? Mm-hmm. But with the reduction in the number of units, 1,500 units, then it becomes over $160,000. I'm not sure how affordable that is in the first place. Mm -hmm. And that was with the original plan. Now that this has happened, just imagine how much it's going to cost for someone to buy one of these houses. I think we should put into, you know, the past few weeks, most topics have come up with frustration. For me, ahead of the next election, and whether there's some civil society group or whatever demands you are making of politicians, we have to lock in something about government should no longer do any affordable housing project. <laughs> like we said, that government should reduce. Like for me, I said, to do it. government should stop buying petrol for its staff. Yeah. Mm. Government should stop giving people free house. Everybody should go to the market and rent. Hmm. Because if we all go and rent, there will not be. I mean, a lot of we, a lot of the things that we go through, they don't go through because they they sort of. Mm-hmm. Huh. I'm saying that one of the things we should demand for is the fact that government should no longer try to build houses for anybody because they're not good at it. They, look, you're, you are paying $200 million to somebody and there's no house for somebody to live in. Well, there's a house, we can't just move in. But Bernard, then That's what, the point. So government should not try to build houses for anybody. try to build houses. But then what, what role can they play in enabling people to access affordable so, housing? Because, yeah. I, I think you mentioned it earlier, in other jurisdictions, the state does play a role in affordable housing because no private developer is going to really go into... They're not a charity. They're not Father Christmas. They're looking to make profit. So people are building houses. So mm -hmm. let's let's take the average worker like a teacher. Okay. Most teachers I know will find a way of getting some land after like six years of work. Mm -hmm. Some of it are schemes that the teachers themselves like loans. Okay. Yeah. So if you work in an institution, the institution will be able to facilitate you getting land. Mm -hmm. Lecturers do it. Teachers do it. Get the land. So help them get the land. If you want to help them get affordable housing. Financing, help them get loans that can help them. Low interest. Low interest loans. So that's second thing. Third thing, building materials. Find a way. That's so a for big me, one. like, don't you? You are not the the, gov- the government does not have enough checks and balances to ensure that a good job is done. I mean, you've spent two hundred million dollars on a project that you have paid for, and there's no house that anybody can live in. What else? Do you, what other evidence do you need that? We, government we are not me, we are not set up for this type of thing. You know, we like big projects because they make for good politics. Mm. But trust me, if we review for the past twenty years, they never work. They never do. So listen to the City Breakfast. Show. Send us a message on zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. Up next is your money. Your money is brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. Kokui has the segment for us this morning. I do. Well, all I'll say today is if you think you want to go in for a loan, for whatever it may be, whether it's a business loan, whether it's to buy a house, whether it's a personal loan to take care of some expenses because, you know, you, you just need a bit of help in this time, just read the fine print, ask questions, Find out exactly how much you're expected to pay back on that loan, what your repayment terms are, what's the tenor and tenure of the loan. You know, uh, 
sometimes I think when people are in a desperate situation, the main thing they think about is getting the, the loan, get, you know, being able to qualify for the mm-hmm. loan, applying, being able to provide enough collateral, and that's it. But at the end of the day, loans are supposed to be paid back. And the terms under which that repayment occurs is what you really should be com- uh, concerned with. Do you understand? So if you're, if you're out there, you're looking for a loan, again, for whatever purpose, just do your homework, talk to someone, and you may even find out that probably it's not the best option for you currently, even if you're in a desperate situation. But just do your homework so you can save yourself, save some money in the long run, and not get into further financial ruin. Because loans can be good if it's a good loan to help you improve in certain areas, but they can also break you. So just do your homework, ask your questions, and protect your money. Gals, your money brought to you by CBG. CBG, we stand with you. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Welcome back. This is still the City Breakfast Show. The messages are coming in on 0549-986-996. Government wants to sell off the Saglemi housing project to a private developer. What do you make of that? But on the other hand, too, the housing minister, Francis Asensubachi, has stated that cabinet is working on a new rent law. They want to clean up the rent law and, and bring a new one. That right. says that now it will be illegal to demand for more than a year's rent. Uh, hmm. Landlords cannot ask more for more than a year's rent if you have that agreement with them. Now, if it's on a monthly agreement, they cannot ask for more than a month. I don't understand. I, I, yeah. I need some explanation. What else do you want? What's, what's the difference between a year... Like You know, they, they are saying it's a criminalizing landlord who demands more than one month rent uh-huh. in a monthly tenancy yes and more than one year in a yearly tenancy yes. so, so, so I'm, I'm yeah. guessing this is what it means you know for example if you have a place and I want to rent some people rent it monthly uh-huh. it may not be the mo- it may not be the commonest thing in Ghana but I know that it happens mm-hmm. so if that is the the base agreement you cannot take more than a month's advance from me mm-hmm. Are you getting I, I don't that? But this a, year, a, a year is made up of months. I'm coming. This, yes. so, so if you say a yearly rent, I can take more than one year. For a year. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'm going to rent your place for a year. Uh-huh. Um, you're not supposed to take more than six. So you're not supposed to take more than six months deposit from a person who's who's signing a contract for a year to stay in your house. All right. But for someone who's renting month to month, month to you're month. not supposed to take more than a month deposit from the person. Okay, you get it. Understand. So uh-huh. if I so so it means that every month I'll pay at the end of the month. Yes. Good. So so you have a place. Okay. What if I'm not? What if I don't have money to pay this month? How, how much grace period would I have? Exactly. Uh, then I, I, yes, so then we need to figure out whether the law deals with it. But I know places where some people pay month, some people pay, some people pay rent month to month. So if, for example, I'm the new, I'm the potential new tenant and I'm coming mm. in, mm. you cannot ask me to pay two months in advance. I can only pay a month in advance and then I'll pay on a monthly. But if you are renting a place out, say, but you know the years, problem with this? What's that? If somebody says, well, then I'll keep my house empty. I'm sure we'll have a few of those. You know, because it's a it's a it's a a, a seller's market. Yeah, it is. So, if you do, it, the law is great, but if you don't deal with the fundamental issues, why why people, people are renting, renting in the first place, and why uh-huh. the the cost of putting up a building is so expensive in Ghana? Because 
try to build a house and you'd realize that it's very expensive and also maintaining a house is expensive mm-hmm. and so a lot of people feel that Charlie I have to lock myself in in fact a lot of them use the bulk money to even do maintenance yeah. and some people too so it's 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 tricky. it's tricky and I'm not sure if just one law it's a good it's good to have a law and I feel they should bring a law as we discuss it but in the way we we have things in Ghana you know then it's also criminalize the dollar one <laughs> you know, I, I hope they deal with that but I, I get you I, I think that yeah. in trying to solve the, the housing crisis you need a mix of things so the law is one part the other part is the provision of infrastructure such that if they provide all the houses and still some people don't have and they want to rent they are they are not burdened with outrageous hmm. rent advance that kind of thing but I, I agree look you can't only solve it with a law there are things and who's going to enforce do. the law yeah so they are, so they are, the they are strengthening the rent control office. So will the, will the tenant go and complain? So I come to yes. government and say, government, I need a house in Nansoman. Mm-hmm. And I want to, I need for two months. And government says, no, the minimum I can do is six months. Then I'll go to rent control. Whilst I'm looking for a house, to go and chuck Godfrey, actually. Godfrey, I want his house. So by the time I finish choking him, he will tell all other that Aloski, he's a bad, bad Or there's some independent way we can call some number to chuck. Or you have to subject all tenancy agreements to some office. Or some. They have to find it. Because, you see, if, for example, they'll say there's some office that reviews tenancy agreements, or you must get a court stamp. On a tenancy yeah. agreement, and the court people must check something because yeah. the thing about poverty is not just lack of money. Poverty is also the fear of even going to report. So, mm-hmm. you see, a lot of what we don't recognize is that laws in and of themselves cannot help poor people mm-hmm. if the way society is structured doesn't help them. Mm-hmm. A poor, think about it. Some young lady, single mother in Medina, she's looking for a house at Redco. Okay. Look, some of them have to even give sexual favors to houses. So it's not as simple as just putting a law in place. If you don't, if you don't have the arrangement to ensure that the person feels emboldened to even right. assert the right, you know. And so problems is that we 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 have to think deeply about solving problems beyond simply window dressing. Mm. All right, okay. and then the fundamentals of the economy. Okay, if the person's earning power is so poor, or why can't you also say people who who work, we must necessarily give them some rent allowance in the way that is guaranteed mm. so there are many ways of solving the problem the rent law may be one or the rent law could include something like this because if the person doesn't have enough means how can they even rent in the first so it's it's a lot of things you know okay it's a lot of things let, let, let's go through uh, a rent control is also the significant pros and cons for this yeah. because like aloski said if maybe the landlord who has a place for maybe 200 cities or so mm-hmm. and wants to maybe go to 300 or maybe go to 250 mm-hmm. and you say okay well uh, we, because we have rent control in place you are not allowed to raise the rent up mm-hmm. to this point okay says okay fine then I'm now converting yeah. my building which is accommodation into, into, some, into a store or into, or into student hostel into student hostel something. or something else other than the defined municipal definition of what this is so you end up also displacing people because then 
the houses that you need are suddenly no longer available. It's a. It's and does this also have local? So, for example, is, is the local authority going to implement it? Because the local dynamics are actually here. rent control is supposed to be run through the local yeah. authority. Okay. So, because if you go to Kumasi, the situation may not be the same as Takradi. Yes. So, if you don't empower the local authority, and for example, if you are building a house mm-hmm. and you say this is the purpose for the house, even converting it, so this is your houses without toilets. Yes. If somebody comes to an assembly and says, "I'm building a student hostel," there must be some minimum. Things that is in there for it to be a yes. student hostel for yes. you too. And you know, and you see the problem when it comes to you see, I just say we are just lazy. Look at Airbnb. Some Western people have come up with an idea of how to get people to get cheaper ways of staying. Yeah. Even though it's a platform, there are standards. If you want to get an Airbnb, for example, there are certain things that it must have to yeah. qualify to even go on the platform. And there are certain security things they put in there for a private person because they are paying. You have a local authority that doesn't give a hood. <laughs> Just, so you can go and rent out. Somebody can dupe you. They have a house. There's no toilet in it. And then we go around and say, we are going to prosecute house owners. Which is why I keep saying that. The system that you call government is an ineffective contraption. That has people who are incompetent trying to deliver development in a state which is really impossible to do. Mm. For everything we've said, the private person, when there's a money motive, look at the way they do it. Yes. Which means that we know the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. If that same politician, when he has an Airbnb that he's going to put in Osu, oh. he will make sure he goes through all the process. Yeah, yeah. If Airbnb, if the platform says you can't do this, he won't do it. No. And, and you know why? But is, for, for somebody and his other house in Ashaiman, he will do the wrong thing. You know, and the reason why this is interesting because it brings up the conversation we've had about property rates. You see, because if you've strengthened the municipal authorities mm-hmm. who check these things, because you cannot put up a building anywhere mm-hmm. without permit from your municipal authority. Mm-hmm. Now, they actually have the power to go around. And they check in my, in my Ablikuma West. Suddenly, since George break in, Charlie, they'll move. Mm-hmm. You are there, no, they'll come and put some pink slip mm-hmm. in front of your house. George, be very careful. <laughs> <laughs> you don't put a pink slip in. Pink you slip. They have to pay property rate at this and this and that. Now, if they come, they know what kind of facility this is. Mm-hmm. And because they come regularly, there's a constant interaction, mm-hmm. right? Now, what would be interesting if the property rates worked is they know that this building charges X amount, Mm -hmm. right, as property rates Mm -hmm. based on the fact that it charges X kind of rent. Mm -hmm. So if a a tenant came to make a complaint Mm -hmm. that I live in this place Mm -hmm. and they check, okay, this place charges, we we charge them X Mm -hmm. property rate based on the fact that they are this kind of accommodation. Mm -hmm. But suddenly they are trying to move here. It means we will raise your property yeah, rates to reflect it so ten landlords will be a bit smarter about doing that because as soon as that complaint is made it affects how much you pay to the authorities so there's a way it could work but it, it, it's it will rely on really really strengthening the local authorities if they want to do this i think it will not be a matter of the uh, just the rent control rent office, control. but the yes, local authorities. Yes. Right. And if they fix the yes. property rate business, yes. so it's, it's related. All right, let, let's listen to the minister talking about uh, the rent bill or the new rent bill that cabinet is working on. One subject area that has dominated housing, the housing space for decades is the regulation of the rental housing market in Ghana. As I've mentioned in recent past, the existing law was passed by parliament. 59 years ago, and therefore its relevance has been outlived by current population growth and urbanization, housing availability, rental rates, housing redistribution, eviction controls, among several other attendant difficulties 
that has or have engulfed the housing sector. The review is intended to safeguard the rights of vulnerable citizens who have been outpriced by the uncontrollable highs in the cost of renting accommodation. Additionally, the review seeks to remove inherent constraints and offer incentives which will stimulate private sector investment in rental housing sector. This will ensure that property developers are not discouraged from investing in the housing industry by rigid rent control mechanisms which suppress chargeable rent to artificial levels. Furthermore, the rent bill, or better still, the draft rent bill provides that a landlord who demands the payment of rent in advance for more than one month in a monthly te tenancy, tenancy, or a tenancy which is shorter than one month, or more than one year in a tenancy which exceeds one year commits an offense clearly identified in the new bill. After some extensive engagement on the draft rent bill 2022, cabinet as its sitting or meeting held on the 27th October 2022 gave approval for the draft rent bill and recommended sale for consideration of parliament. It is expected that soon parliament will also commence its engagement on the bill to culminate, hopefully, commitment. I want to take this opportunity to implore on all well-meaning Ghanaians to take particular interest in these engagements and contribute to its adoption. This can be done by sending your views and expectations to your respective members of parliament as the House is about to consider the bill. All right, so that was uh, the housing, Mexican housing minister, uh, mm. Francis Asensubwachi. Hmm. So yeah, at least we've heard him now. We will we'll find, we'll, we'll we'll find the, 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 the document and see if we can discuss it, but between yeah. Asaglemi and rent control, there's a lot to think about this morning. Yeah, especially oh, yeah. on housing. On housing, yeah. yeah. It's a lot of things. And, and also, the thing about just general, the affordable housing concepts, you know, the price of the implements we use yeah. in building. Yeah. Mm. Big issue. And I think that's one of the things we overlook. And the lack of a sense of how we can use alternative technologies. We have not experimented too much with it. Mm. Everybody talks about the atakwame, atakwame. Like it's become a popular refrain. But outside of the building, Divan uh, Ahaji built Mm. And these people built a deck mm. many years ago. Mm. Have we ever tried it on, let's say, a hundred unit platform before <laughs> to see what it would look like? If the minister or whoever is in charge would even visit BRRI and talk to them. That's just what okay. I, I feel. I feel that maybe that would be a more useful intervention of government. You see, and also, we, we tend to have this thing where we say, oh, I think under Kufo, we tried the affordable house also in Kumasi. Mm -hmm. But have we tried it elsewhere? Especially when you look at where the housing inadequacies we are. We shouldn't try it anymore. No, I'm just saying. We shouldn't try it anymore. I, I agree with you, but I'm just saying. I'm just, you, I'm want just, to, you want to give them clue to go and now say, oh, by the way, the city people say housing. No, I'm just, I'm just looking at 
I was talking to some MPs a few weeks ago, and they were saying, <laughs> "Don't that, you shut me down." No, so you come back. Look, if you compare World Bank cost for projects versus the Ghana government cost for projects, mm. our projects sometimes are like seventy percent higher than what the average. So if a World Bank person is building a road or building a house or a school, if they say the building costs ten thousand cities. If government of Ghana takes the same so, building to parliament, it will cost like three times or four times that. Yeah. So even this Asagrami, we don't even know if it was that. So me, I feel the government have not proved over the years to be competent and committed to building houses for people in an affordable way. They should facilitate people building their own houses. Yeah, but that's the point I'm making that. Yeah. So I was coming to that. Also, a lot of these very flexible housing house finance schemes that we don't have. So you spoke about earlier like the Nyanyo in Kenya mm-hmm. for instance, that was put up by the version of SNIT. It's massive. Mm-hmm. Put up in faces. Mm-hmm. Access to it is done in a... Uh, it, it was for middle income earners mm-hmm. primarily. But not... The, the payment terms are significantly flexible mm-hmm. because it was being financed by pensions. Mm-hmm. Okay. They've been able to keep it up to this point. It's, I think right now it's like the second largest on the continent after the one in Nigeria mm-hmm. or something. Like 4,700 units. Mm-hmm. It has its advantages and disadvantages. But I think we should also look at diverse ways of financing some of these things for mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. I think it's something we've not explored. And maybe for this we need the... Hey, this one is hard. The economy of the, Ghana doesn't doesn't make sense. doesn't make it doesn't like the, the the, there of, should be more than one way of financing a house. The cost of money in Ghana doesn't make any sense, and therefore the money side of the conversation is a big part that has to be discussed, as you said. Apart from that, land tenure is crazy. It's crazy. One land is owned ah. by twenty families, so you can't even get proper house to build because once you start, someone will come and say this. Even if you start, they say digging fee. Yeah. Number three, artisans. A lot of them are lazy. So you start building a house, you have to go and stand there yourself and oversee the house. That's how you are building. You have to go and bring togolese and things. So we know we have multiple layer problems. Yeah. So that's why if somebody owns his house and he wants to rent it, and you can't, you tell, can't him that, tell him anything. You understand? He will say, "Ah, Charlie, but you, pa, do you know how, to, how much it costs me to build this house?" <laughs> and you government, you can't build the house. Mm-hmm. But you see, for me, at least the government should, in addition to the law. Find a way of making land available. That's what I'm saying. Like, if, if people come together, look, if teachers come together, if laborers come Which, together, if nurses come together, Lusky. if hairdressers come together, mm-hmm. find a way of giving them the house together. Which is why I am looking so at they, land. So which is why I suggested, house. let us, why are we looking at only a crisis? Because whether I like it or not, urban land is expensive. Of course. Urban, yes, urban, urban lands are ridiculously you understand? If you look at numbers, I'm looking at some numbers. They say, like in Africa, for instance, only 10% of the continent's land mm-hmm. is registered and marketable. Mm-hmm. And prices are often wildly, heavily inflated. We all know the prices of land. We've been, those who've been quoting lands in dollars yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Somebody, you go and see some ghetto, <laughs> some $100,000. So this thing, 200000 Somebody showed me land somewhere at that time. $250,000, $400,000. So, if the government has to purchase yeah. land at these prices. Of course, it can't be affordable, which is why I'm suggesting that there are cheaper lands elsewhere, Mm -hmm. okay, Mm. that you can pursue in your housing agenda. Now, we have significant rural urban migration. Mm -hmm. Uh So, if you are able to put, explore with these different housing styles, these different financing models, the the kind of houses that an Accra person would turn his nose at, Mm -hmm. It's not the kind of house maybe somebody who is in a different part of the country will turn his nose up at based on the person's current housing situation. 
So that is an improvement. So I'm saying that we need to perhaps make better use of the how data the available Kenya, how to us. How does Kenya one work? So that they are equivalent of SNIT, use pension funds to build a lot of houses. Yes, Nyanyo estate. So are they twenty five acre? Are they actually poor people? No, 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 affordable no. housing. That, that, it, it's 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 not necessarily affordable housing, but yeah, the payment terms they have different ways of payment. So is it working? It's working. It's working. Oh, once in a while they have water problems, but at least they have a house. <laughs> oh, but the house and it's ridiculously clean. If you've been to Nyanyo, it's very clean. And like these are ordinary it's workers. the cleanest thing you've seen. This is for oh, ordinary yeah. workers. Security is tight, lights work, everything works, and, and it's which, massive. Which part of Kenya is this? This is Mbakasi. That's not, still Nairobi. Out, outer, mm. you know. So I think we can explore those alternatives. So if the Atakbame, Bernard Avle who lives at Cantonments won't live in Atakbame. Bernard Avle who lives in another part of the country, he would, will be open to a mud brick house that is properly ventilated, two bedroom, and will cost him a quarter of what it might cost him in countermands. Okay, but while you're doing that for that person, you still need affordable housing in the urban centers as well. Okay. Yeah, but it's hard to do. I know, I know. That's why the government should not touch affordable housing then, in the urban centers. Hmm. So listen to the City Breakfast Show. Now, some people enjoy coaching their football teams from the comfort of their couches. Others love to visit the sweet-smelling perfume shops in France. Others love to watch comedy shows that let them comedy shows that let them cry, laugh, and cry and things. That's why Surfline is there. They want to give you data so you enjoy all the nice things. I know people who love watching series and things. Surfline keeps me on the move. Oh, you yeah. know, yeah. So yeah, I mean, so people like Godfred and who are enjoying the goodies. If you didn't know, sign up now and enjoy all kinds of goodies. They've got free vouchers to Surfline partners like X Men, Cheesy Pizza, Doman Foods, and Body Basics. So just top up or get a Surfline device today. Surfline better together. Real Pedigree recognizes its kind. The star has found its way home to CFA Ghana, your preferred automobile company present in Ghana for 113 years. We are excited to announce our new partnership with the global automobile giant Mercedes-Benz, making us the new sole authorized distributor for Mercedes-Benz cars in Ghana. And the preps for the new showroom are underway to immerse you into a new world of Mercedes-Benz at CFAO with world-class after-sale service. The star is now home. Call 0302-742-100 or 020-222-1406 for more info. Now, now you hustling under the scorching sun. Are you tired and testy? I've got great news for you. Your favorite. Hustling under the scorching sun. I'm tired. Well, Coke, Coke, Coke is what you need. Coca-Cola is zero sugar. Okay. Fanta Sprite in the glass bottle, yeah, the returnable me. glass bottle. Is two CD fifty pesos. I'll buy you one. Yeah. Coke Zero Fanta Sprite in the plastic bottle. Three CD fifty p. I'll buy myself one. Yeah. And your favorite Coca Cola Classic. 50p? Three CD fifty pesos. Yes, in the plastic bottle. Probably, now, probably the only thing that has not been hit by inflation. Well, maybe, maybe not. Now your favorite Coke Classic, which I love a lot, is yeah. in your three hundred ml plastic bottle. Is selling for yeah. or selling at three CDs fifty pesos. Mm. Whether you are hustling or hanging out with friends, make Coca Cola a part. Of that moment, Coca Cola will refreshment for all occasions. Coke Zero Sugar, you need to try it first. So, listening to the City Breakfast Show, we'll have a chat about uh, the statistical service. Later on, we'll talk a bit about diabetes. Today's World Diabetes Day, we'll have a chat about diabetes, and you know, we'll, we'll, we'll listen to a very interesting experience somebody had with diabetes. Plus, we'll talk to John Kuma. 
Good morning, yeah, guys. So much happening on the show today. So much happening. Things. But we've been joined by... Um, We have uh, John Foster Jow, he's head of Price Statistics Unit at the Ghana Statistical Service. Hi. Uh, we'll talk to him in a second. We'll just take a quick break yeah. just to get ourselves John together. Foster Ajaho. So when we come back, we'll talk head numbers. Price Statistics. Yeah, he's a big man. Please listen very carefully to how they calculate their price. Yeah, we'll talk about those kinds of things right after this short break. This is still the City Breakfast Show. Don't go anywhere. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Kata World Cup 2023. Now, this is the two of the best. Home theater bay. This is very soon on my head. High sense TV. High sense TV. High sense TV. Push a World Cup or high sense TV swap. Picture size beer. Picture no. Boom. Clear. Mommy, come for way, mom. So, connect to high sense home theater. And the more high sense TV. Comment in. Over to the side. Ask the original company. Change your say. Yes, that's the World Cup match. No work traffic room. And no never high sense smartphone. And dance so. Shower phone so. Picture and the sound. And you clear. Qatar 22 World Cup. Your person will share now with feeling. Your name says so tall. So for my head. Madam High Sense. Martin Tuzu say. Who? And the opportunity. High Sense World Cup triple promo. Every 20th October. I'm coming 28th November. Mobile phone. Sound system. TV. One Tobia. Why is your home? Yeah, that's High sense of one about five years warranty. Run away. Our high sense showrooms now. Our Ghana for Nina. High sense. Everyday prices for everyday people. So any can become the house. Oh, wow. Yeah, anyone. Whether market woman, student, professional, even fisherman or cobbler. You go play a real estate gaming platform that allows you to play and stand the chance of winning a house, cash, or other prizes, such as savings towards the house. Simple and easy to play. Visit www.yougoflick.com. Buy a ticket to enter the game. Wait for the end of the game to enjoy the win. Anyone can win. Contact us on 0555-222490. Yougoflip. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the Gaming Commission of Ghana. Play responsibly, not for persons below 18 years, and gaming can be addicted. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Welcome back. This is still the City Breakfast Show. Your comments are welcome on 0549-986-996. But like I said before the break, we we're going to talk some statistics, numbers, inflation, the things that you know worry all of us from that perspective. So we've been joined by Mr. John Foster Ajaho, John Foster K. Ajaho. He's head of the Price Statistics Unit at the Ghana Statistical Service. And uh, he'll share a few things with us. Plus, it's uh, African Statistics Day, I believe it is. Mm -hmm. Yes, so maybe we'll talk a bit more about that, what they are doing to celebrate statistics. I, I didn't know statistics had a day. Neither did I. Yeah, now we know. Mm. <laughs> Mr. Tell, welcome. Welcome. This is the City Breakfast Show. Many thanks for joining us. Thank you and good morning. Good morning to you. Um, last week we were having a conversation with your boss, uh, Professor, and we were talking about statistics. He dropped the latest one that year on year inflation was at 40.4% for October 2022. Um, we went into how that was calculated, but a lot of people seem to think that, see, if you look at example, um, food, or groceries or construction materials transportation transportation you look at the price jumps even in this year alone in the last five six months people say that cannot be 40.4 percent it just can't yeah, be so yeah. can i just run us through how 
you look at all these things with the crazy price increases and still come to a number that covers all of it and we get an average that says it's 40.4% for, 40. for October. Thank you for having me and uh, <clears throat> good morning to you, our uh, cherished listeners. So generally we have the entire nation that we collect prices from, mm-hmm. from all the 16 regions. And in all we have about 57 markets that we go. You know, 57. So 57. I see. So on average, every region has a minimum of three markets. And these markets, we go and we have some selected shops. We call it outlets. Mm-hmm. And every single month, we visit this market to pick prices. And we have products that have been ordered in a hierarchy. And this ordering was done adopting a standard that has been developed globally. I see. We call it Quekop. Okay. And so we have food, we have alcoholic beverages, we have water, we have all those things, clothing, housing, all that. Mm-hmm. And every month, we try to monitor the prices of this product, and then we measure how they're changing. Mm-hmm. And then we compete inflation from there. Mm. So, so that's, that's how... That's basically what, how, what we do. Okay. Now, somebody will say that if you look at the things that affect people the most, fuel, petrol, diesel, transportation, food, that kind of thing, can you just run us through what, like, which one ranks where and how much of a weight does it have in terms of the competition? Because somebody will say that transportation affects all of us. It's been hit hard by the, the fuel price increase. We've seen the price of fuel jump up. But when we were listening to your boss, we got the impression that those things didn't have a huge weight in terms of the computation. So somebody who's listening to us will wonder, why and how does it happen? Why do some weight more than others? And why don't others have more weight than others? I hope you get my question. Yes. Uh-huh. So uh, as you may be aware, we have a basket of 307 items. Okay. And you can broadly group this into two groups. Okay. We have the food and then the non-food. Okay. The food has a weight of about 43.7%. Uh, okay. And then the non-food has about 56.3%. Okay. Now, so you talk about um, transport. So transport is just an item in the basket. Mm-hmm. So if you watch the rate we published, the drivers of the inflation for October, mm-hmm. we said that housing, water, electricity, gas, and other fuel was a leading factor. Okay. Then we have food in there. We have transport in there. What we need to also bear in mind is that if you say transport, for example, if there's an increment in transport, mm-hmm. the question then is, does it, what, do we feel all the effect immediately or there's a lack or there's a pass-through? Mm-hmm. So today you may increase fuel, let's say petrol, by 10%. Mm-hmm. So at the pump, you say it. Mm-hmm. But then those who go to the hinterland to bring the food stuff uh-huh. will have to pay an adjusted price in their transport. Mm-hmm. And as to whether the full effect of that will be realized, for example, in the month of October, I see. or to go the second or the third month, that is something we are unable to tell. Mm. And as you rightly said, all the various components have weights, different, different weights, mm-hmm. you know, but the heaviest is the food. The heaviest is the food. Yes. Okay. Because okay. We all, every day we all eat. And ah. we get this weight from a study that we did, we call the Living Standard Study. Okay. Where we measure people's expenditure on the various items. I see. So the share in the entire basket is what gives the weight to the item. Ah. So, so if I get you right, based on your own computation, food gets the biggest weight. Yes. Whilst other things like fuel and transport get a smaller weight. Yes. I see. I see. But when, when you look at the present circumstances... Do you often think about, I mean, as statisticians, do you think about maybe recalibrating the mix and maybe reordering how, how you calculate or how you share the weights? I mean, I, looking at our own peculiar context as a country, I'm just curious. No, that's, that's a good question. So, you see, the, 
the assignment of a weight on an item is, is, is not dependent on us per se. Ah, I see. We got to go to the field, mm-hmm. go to the households, and try to measure their expenditure on the various items. So it is based on the proportion of expenditure made on those items that give the weight. Of course, we do that. Let me use, let me use your word advisedly calibration mm-hmm. every five years. Every five years. So I the see. last one we did was in 2017, okay. and we are scheduled to do the next one next year, uh, next year, uh, or next, uh, next two years. Yes. I see. So either 2023 or 2024, we will be revising our basket mm-hmm. based on people's change in consumption pattern. I see. Wonderful. But let's let, let's talk about the um, statistics day. Is it statistics day or statistics? Okay. Day? So globally, they call it. Statistics Day, okay, but we are doing a week. You are doing a week, yes. So tell us some of the things you are. First of all, how did this day even come about in the first place? Why why are we celebrating statistics? Why does statistics? Uh, why do statistics have have a day? The topic of statistics. Why does it have a day? So there's a common example I always give. That if assuming you as you left home for work, and your wife, as if you're married, calls you to say, okay, when you're coming buy groceries, we have some guests to feed. And you have no idea how many people have come to the house. You might go and buy food that will not be able to feed the entire people visitor that you have, or you might buy something that will be in excess. So globally, there was a need for us to create awareness for people to know that for every decision I need to take, you need to get statistics. That's how come globally they adopted the African Statistics Day, which has been celebrated on the 18th of November every year. And countries are allowed to do activities around it. And so in Ghana, we have decided to do a week-long activity to create awareness and to do some education for people to know that we cannot do away with statistics when we are making decisions. Mm-hmm. We need to make informed decisions, and that mm-hmm. has been done based on statistics. Okay, I see. So in Ghana, how are we celebrating this day? I mean, you say a week, so let's just run through some of the things we are, we are doing this week. Right, so we are starting from today. And today we want to visit as many media houses as we can to create the awareness, to let people understand what we do, break it in the simplest terms as we are trying to do here, mm-hmm. for them to appreciate the importance of statistics, how it affects their life, and why they, they have to apply it. Then, uh, tomorrow and other days of the week, we're going to have a fair, exhibition fair at the Akan International Conference Center. We're inviting you, your cameras, and the general public, where we're going to exhibit some of the products that we've produced over the years. Mm. There'll be products from the sensors, from CPN inflation, from agricultural statistics, from trade and industry, from health, from uh, poverty and employment. So we're inviting the public to come and know how Ghana is developing in terms of statistics and know where you can adjust your, your living standard if you have to. Then again, of course, in-house, we, our management has taken the health of our staff very seriously. Mm. And so we're going to conduct an in-house health screening for our staff. I see Great, great, great. So, uh, are, are those the only things you'll be doing? Yes. Basically. Basically, yes. Great. It's all about statistics. It's all about statistics. Yes. I mean, just, just finally, before before we head out there, um, I mean, final words to those who are interested in these kinds of things. Somebody is there, they are interested in statistics. You know, there's a lot of fear. When people hear statistics, people want to run away from it because it's numbers, math, that kind of thing. And final words to those who love statistics and those who have an interest or those who think that is this very strange subject that should be avoided at all costs. Indeed, when I was in school, I was scared, you know, of anything math, you know, thinking that... And here you are, you are, you are a statistician. So, so just advice, the, look, learn statistics, learn mathematics. You love it when you're applying it in the practical world. Are you... 
it makes you relate to the word itself and you enjoy it. So they should learn. So they should learn. But probably yeah. if, if you may, once I want to talk about uh, on the inflation thing is that, yes, we have said that inflation is 40.4%. Yes. But we also have to bear in mind that we may have individual differences in the individual way of relating to the inflation. Mm-hmm. So it depends on what you consume, the items that you consume, and how hard you be hit. Okay. It also depends on your level on the wealth quintile. So if you are at the bottom of the, you know, poor, mm-hmm. and unfortunately maybe you eat more of, let's say, plantain, uh-huh. uh, more of uh, gobe, mm-hmm. and those <laughs> items seem to be hard hit, then you are in trouble. Then you are in trouble. Thank you. Thank you so much. Quite revealing. Thank you. We've been joined, or we were joined by John Foster Keaja, head of the Price Statistics Unit of the Ghana Statistical Service. Just sharing a few ideas or a few thoughts and some explanations on how they calibrate the consumer price index year on year inflation and of course talking about globally statistics day but what we are doing in ghana uh, the statistics week mr Shao, thank you so so much and, and happy statistics week thank you all right I do have a good day You're listening to the City Breakfast Show. Sending your messages on 0549-986-996. Uh, let me say a quick birthday to the MPP General Secretary, Justin Frimpong Kodia. This one is coming from Hawa and Nakwama of the City Newsroom. Well, there's great news for you if you are a hiring manager. You no longer have to worry about finding the right candidate for the job. Let the room handle that. Collaborating with the room uh, helps you know that you can trust that you hire individuals who bring value to your company. Having gone through our training programs in software engineering, customer service, administration, and more, they are equipped and available to work both remotely and in person. Check out the room via theroom.com. Heritage Christian College is located at Amasaman behind the Olympic Stadium, is affiliated to KNUST and accredited by GTEC. They've got BBA programs, they've got BSc Information Technology, Bachelor, Bachelor of Theology, tutorials for professional programs, ICA, CIMG, CIHRM, ICM, and they've got media and IT short courses. And they are unique in several ways. They've got entrepreneurship training with financial support. They have a one-student, one-laptop policy with 24-7 internet access, professional certificate in addition to a degree, character development, scholarships, caring faculty, affordable and flexible fee structure. Entry qualifications, WASI, ABCE, GBCE, HND diploma top-up, and they've got the mature 25 years or above. Postal facilities are also available. You can contact them on 547 or 0202-298-399 or dial star 789-star-300 hash to purchase an online serial number and apply at hcuc.edu.gh. Get 50% off tuition or 50% tuition waiver for all January 2023 fresh students. Heritage Christian College offering world-class university and education and training compassionate entrepreneurial leaders. And if you're an enterprise customer, this recognition is for you. Enterprise has picked up several awards very recently. 
in the Ghana Club 104 of their subsidiaries, Enterprise Insurance, Enterprise Life, Enterprise Trustees, and Acacia end respective uh, positions as top companies. Again, in the recent CIMG Awards, Enterprise Insurance was retained in the CIMG Hall of Fame for the sixth straight time. Enterprise Life was adjudged the Life Insurance Company of the Year and Enterprise Trustees, the Corporate Trustees Company of the Year. And they dedicate these awards to you. They are valued customers. Dream big with us. Enterprise is your advantage. This is the City Breakfast Show. We'll take a very quick break. When we come back, we've got more for you. Please do stick and stay. This is the City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. They are saying songs when you no. listen to it. It just captures everything. In, in its very simple manner, yes, it sir. says a lot. Yes, so thumbs up to a free. If you wherever you are, great song. But some comments have come in on 0549-986-996. Uh, conversation around housing, yes. Saglemi rent. Yes. Dominating people's thoughts this hmm. morning. Yeah, a few, Nathan. Mm-hmm. I think the price in itself should be implemented. Some houses don't merit what they are charging. <laughs> and there's no name to this one. Kafui from Adenta Papa says, Good morning. The affordable housing, when sold to the private developer, will still end up being sold to some minister. Uh, including the minister in <laughs> the press <laughs> conference. <laughs> it says, unfortunate politicians always play on the minds of Ghanaians. Uh, since it's in, we as Ghanaians need to change our mindsets and get a paradigm shift. Could you used to talk about building up young folks, building up, uh, building up young folks and come together, buy a plot of land and build a high-rise with alternative materials which may be cheaper. But no, we all want to have our own compounds and we are seizing lands and building in waterways. Oh, Ghana. <clears throat> Good morning. I remember seeing a news feature on a two-bedroom house that cost 50,000 cities to build for a teacher cooperative in the north. 
Can you do a story or documentary on it if it's true so we explore how it can be scaled? I know a trip of sand costs less in the north than down here, but there should be something we the public can learn from such a story. That's a good point. Good morning. The government is using the word affordable to deceive the public. While it is not affordable, I think they should take up the affordable and just make it government housing. That's Paul from Tema. Imagine a minister having 10 to 20% interest in a foreign business coming in that is likely to compete with a local business. Alright, this business is struggling raising funds. The dollar is lashing it, facing poor institutions, etc. There's no start for the local business to even dream about competing with this so-called business led by the minister. This is Ayikutete from Afenya Matahiko. Comment from architect Dr. Joseph Ajay Dankwa. He says, the issue of affordable is viable, but the approach as of now is bad. How can we have affordable housing with complete reliance on the conventional building materials? There is ample evidence in the considerable reduction of costs to housing by use of local building materials. But will the government listen? Because of parochial interest, they have not and will not listen to all the advice from industry players and stakeholders such as CSIR, BRRI. You heard that again. So there is their material, but they will not do it. This is from Elam. So now they are selling the affordable housing to a private person. They will then turn around and buy it for themselves. Politicians. <laughs> this one is from Jonathan. Ben, please ask the minister how much the entire Saglemi house. I want to buy it and I'm a private investor. Okay. <laughs> Uh, more comments. It's, isn't it funny how government could not make any sense and complete its own affordable housing for the poor and now deciding to sell same to private developer to turn around to control what individuals have built up with their sweat? What are they proposing? What they are proposing to criminalize those who demand more advanced rent from? Okay. So it's basically saying government is unable to pay build houses for people. Yeah. Somebody has built his house and now you want to criminalize how he rents the house. That's what you're saying. Okay. Mm. Uh, well, we'll see. <clears throat> but just just on a, on, on a side note, mm-hmm. since Friday, no, since Saturday, mm-hmm. I've been getting messages, and even this morning I've had two or three already. Mm-hmm. Some people are saying that they can't. I mean, I know for a fact that some people can't buy ECG credit. Still, it's come up again. We are back here. Okay. Wow. Now, um, I mean, it's, it, it's it, just it's crazy. So, so especially the, the ones. Or which, which no, no, no. Especially the ones that I think you can buy mm-hmm. remotely. Okay. So somebody okay. sent me a screenshot mm-hmm. of I think what is in the app. Now mm-hmm. it says update on prepaid mm-hmm. credit top up service. Mm-hmm. Now the message reads: You may mm-hmm. not be able to pers- purchase electricity credits for your Nuri, Camshop, and Imer meters hey. at the moment. So these are the brands of meters. Mm-hmm. Kindly visit. The nearest ECG office to, to top up to top up any of the meters indicated while we work to resolve this. Our mm. sincere apologies for any inconvenience caused. Mm. ECG, hey! So there's, th- I think the problem is that there are so many different brands and types of meters in different areas. So you can have the same estate. Some people's meters need this type of system. Some people need another type of system. But so that's, that's the that whole thing, thing has to rationalize. That's the thing. Yeah, that like I, when when the issue came up, yeah. you know, we discussed it. it. Was the one thing that I I learned, mm-hmm. and I was shocked by oh, the okay. fact that our meters don't come from the same source. No, no, no they are like twenty-five different. Meters. Yes, I, I, that was oh, the lesson I learned. Bro- procurement. Yeah, apparently, procurement. apparently, <laughs> it is a so there's a lot of different meters. Some of them you have to point. Some of them to remote control. Some, some of them you have to swipe. Some, some of them you have to, you have to wave at. Yes. Some of them the meter is outside the house. Some of them the meter is in the house. My, what is this? My, my meter like this. You have to put the card in there. 
You have to put the card in there, uh-huh. and then the card so it has to beep, mm. and then you something will appear on the meter. Yes. Then you can now when you do that, then you go and buy. So you take the card, <laughs> yes. put it into the meter. Yes. It has to recognize the yes. card. Then you go and buy, yes. and then when you come back, you put it back in. Yes. Then you get credit. There are some that you have the number. Some you have, have the number, number two two three two. Uh-huh. You take it, and then so sometimes you can just mention the number. They put, put, put it there to come. Credit, and then you pay. Yeah. Now this one, this one, this is like the app. The people who use the app. So let me give the names of the meters. Yes. The ECG. Mm-hmm. We beg you. We don't so, want any problem. Nuri, mm-hmm. Kamstrup, and is it Aimir? A-I-M-I-R. So, so did they tell you the locations, the areas where this is happening? Well, I've had people send me messages from different places. Some right. in Accra, some outside Accra. Mm. But the latest is that People can buy, and I've seen several online stories, and I know people who have gone maybe, to several. Maybe because it you are and ask yes, what's going to find out what exactly the issue is, yeah. because people are sleeping in darkness, and it's not cool. Yeah, it's not cool at all. Yeah, so that's the ECG side of things. Mm. Um, they haven't. I don't know if there's an official statement. Yes, we'll have to find this. out. We'll yeah. have to find out. But you know, I, I I'm getting more info on on mm. what is going on. So maybe mm. we'll have to keep an eye. Mm. on that you see because a few months ago they had this major issue mm-hmm. where for days people didn't have credit people were lining up 5am 3am yeah. and things and that wasn't too long the ago. whole day yeah mm. yeah so somebody said that even at the physical centers mm-hmm. you can't seem to reload so lots of issues there so we'll have to find out from All the right, let's do keep an eye on that 924 your messages are welcome on 0549 yeah today so, is the day so, on so, the so apparently they are launching one they are launching one um variant of you start today okay today is africa statistics day yes the black stars list is coming out today yes mm-hmm. And a few other things are happening today. Yeah. So today's World Diabetes, today's World Diabetes Day. Day. Yes, World Diabetes Day. All of them on the 14th of, of November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Pretty busy day. Yeah. I, I hear this. I, I was listening to you guys on the review, the Black Stars thing. Is it true that two goalkeepers are injured? We'll find out today. Because one is con- one, there's one that we are definitely sure about. Which is That's Wallacott. Wallacott. That's Jojo Wallacott. It, was it a game or training? Warm-up. warm-up. He got injured in the warm-up. He broke his finger. For Black Stars or no, no, for Club Charlton. Over the weekend. Wow. Well, and I hear Richard Ofori too has an issue. Yeah, but there are conflicting reports surrounding him. So there are reports that suggest that he has fluids in his knees. But there are also those that Orlando Pirates have told people who are close to them that oh, he just had a flu, which is why he was not in goal this weekend. Because two weeks ago, he was in goal. Mm-hmm. But uh, is when it true that most nations have announced their lists? Yes, yes. Are we the last nation to announce? No, we announce? are amongst the last. Today's a deadline, I think. Yeah. Today's How many? And this for the first time is 25 players. 26. 26. In the past, it was 21. 23. Three. 23. So it's now 26. Yes. yes. The expansion was for COVID. So in, in waiting for this list from a journalistic point of view, as a, uh, are there some names that you are sure will be there? <laughs> the names that we are sure should be there, some of them are not, we, we think should not, uh, will not appear. Uh, but sure, sure. Like, like Andrea, you will be there. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's no doubt. That's what I'm saying. He left yesterday. So I'm saying that for the 26, can you give me the ones that you know that even if you don't talk to Otoadu, if you wake up tomorrow morning, you know that that list is there. I mean, okay, the so Andre. Andre. Jordan. Jordan will be there. Yes, Kudus. Kudus will be there. Kudus. Inaki Williams will be there. Tariq Labte will be there. Five. Chiku will be there. Six. Center back. Daniel Amate will be there. Seven. Leicester. Salisu will be there. Southampton. Eight. Kidio Mensa will be there. Is it left, left back? back. Baba Rahman will be there. Mm-hmm. Baba Rahman will be there. Yes. Den- <laughs> Dennis Odo will, will be there. Be there. Uh, right back. Elena. Thomas Partey will be there. Twelve. Uh, Daniel Kufitre will be there. Yes. Will, 
will be yes, will be there. Saint Pauli. Yes, Salis Abdul Samet. Uh, Racing Club Lens. Uh, He's new. Fourteen. Yeah, we'll be there. Alidu, will be there. Alidu of where? Clement Foot. Fifteen. Joseph Edu. Winger. No, centre back. Yeah, yeah, centre back. Centre back. There's a lot. Yes. Sixteen. We'll be there. Sixteen. Elisha Wusu. No, I'm not. I'm not. You're not sure. I'm not sure. He says those. I'm sure. I'm asking the question. Those are sure. Let me. I'm not. I'm saying the one he knows based on what he knows about. Oh yeah, I mean. Yes. So give me sixteen names that will be there. Yes. So these are ten names left. Yes. Uh, these are the ones that you haven't mentioned the goalkeeper yet. Yeah, because of the situation that we have at the moment. Sadat. Sadat Bukari. Osman Bukari. Osman Bukari. I'm. I'm not sure about him. I don't. I'm not sure about him. So I know the coach likes him, mm-hmm. yeah. but I'm not sure. So you have 16, 16 nailed, nailed, yes. nailed yeah, in my down, head. 16 nailed down. Yes. Um, did you mention the former... Um, there's a young guy, Isahaku. I don't uh, think he should go. Why? I don't think he should go. Why don't you think he should go? But we're asking those whose names will be there. Will he be there? <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't want to add him to my list. Where does he play? <laughs> He's in Portugal at the moment, Sporting Club Lisbon. He alternates between the team B and the team A based on needs. He hasn't had a lot of good. He's played three senior games. Time. He's, no, he's played three senior games, but he spent a lot of his time with the B team in the regional league. So why don't you think he should go? I don't think he has the requisite quality for what we want to do. Let me tell you what I think. Sahaku. Let me tell you what I think they are trying to do. I if if I, I look at what they are trying to do now, I think they are trying to build a team. Right? Not for this World Cup. Oh, my brother. <laughs> <laughs> World Cup match in 10 days. They say you are building a team for what? Yeah, That's for this World Cup. They are building a team for what? For the next World Cup. You know, are you sure? Bad. Yeah, because if otherwise my list will be longer. Oh. What otherwise my list will be longer. No, sorry. Are you giving me the list based on what you know they will do or what you expect them to do? Whichever one you want. No, no, because then there's uh, two different things. If, if you are saying that they are trying to build okay. a team for the next World Cup. That's how I see it. So this is what they are, this is what you think they are doing. Yeah. Okay, what do you think they should be doing? Well what, what I do think, they, think should, they should be yes, doing. Should they be building it? Should they be giving us a team that can do well here? Yes. It's a World Cup. It comes around we might not be at the next World Cup. And are you telling me that that's not what they are doing? I don't get that feeling. What do you expect to see to get that feeling? Otherwise, we should not be having a debate uh, about yeah, slop and like pencil. Slop and pencil. We should not be having a debate. What debate are we having about slop and pencil? The debate about why they are not part of the shoe-ins. Why slop is not part? No, he, he doesn't not. look like a, he's not a shoe-in. We've been told part. he's... Like, is he, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I, I think he will make the squad because... Yeah, like, slop, like, slop has been played... <laughs> it's inconceivable. Slop is like... He's, he's either a starter or a super sub for... Exactly. For the past four seasons or so, he's been regularly playing football. In the past three years, he's been... And he's a utility player. He's been player of the year at Crystal Palace. He's one of the most consistent players. I mean, come on. And he's German... Most, he's German... And he's one of the most Dutch experienced players in the English. No, he's German... Originally played in Germany. He was born. Yes, my point. But that's that's why we brought that's why we brought uh, this guy to Ado and all these Tony Bafo people. <laughs> so if like Slop, because initially I remember the first time Slop played for Blast, I didn't see top because yeah. the culture and all those things were new. But you have a coach who has decided that's going to merge with his own which background, is, which is why. So if you have an Oto Ado, he should be talking to Slop, which is why I'm, in German, which is why I'm a bit worried, which is why I'm telling that it, it looks like it's not like we want to compete. Because other than that, we should not be having some debates. So, but how do we know that stop will not be there? Because the reports last week indicate that conversations have been had by who? Between Slop and the coach that he's and not, the coach making is not taking him. Yes. Are you serious? Yes. That's what I'm saying. I'm hoping something has changed this week. 
I don't know that it doesn't make sense. Joseph Pencil's own also doesn't make sense. Where does he play? He's in yeah. Belgium. He plays regularly, right? Yeah, he's seven goals, five assists. Season. He's hot. He's yeah, hot on the way. Very hot. We have a guy in Bruges. Come on, so he, he will make the squad. So he got his place in the Champions League. Regularly. Yeah, but he's not even been as effective as as Joseph Pencil. As Joseph Pencil in the same league. And they say Pencil don't give himself for what reason? That one too, we are debating it. <laughs> oh. You don't want us to debate. We are debating it. So what time is he announcing the list? Eleven. 11. Oh, just in an hour and a half. In an hour and a half. We'll be there watching. Oh, he's, I, mean, I want him to surprise me. Oh, that's my... Somebody said, you are eating the stew before the arrive. <laughs> he I want him to surprise me. No, seriously. Wow. You see, because as things stand now, right, as things stand now, legitimately, they are... We have a decent squad, very talented, but I just feel that we need certain informed components but God to first, give us to, a chance. Fair, if you listen to Brazil coach Tite, mm-hmm. he says, "Look, I decided that I will bring Martinelli and Gabriel Jesus. I won't take Firmino. Mm-hmm. Club yeah. thinks it doesn't yeah. make sense that Firmino is not at the World yeah. Cup. Yeah. But you see, Tite wants knows what he wants to achieve, yeah. mm-hmm. and he will use and, Martinelli. And, and players like and players like Martinelli, but I can no, rationalize that. Let, let me show you. Let, you, are, let me show you. A player like Martinelli. Do you know that he wasn't in Tite's plans up until a month ago?" Martinelli's form, he, he argued his way into. No, but I'm saying that, but if, if you look at Feminio's, even Feminio's record for Liverpool, he scored seven goals. Mm-hmm. He has like four assists. Yeah. I wonder he has, why he has he more experience. Feminio right. can do a false. Because the last World Cup. So my point World is that if you, if, if you want to do. I'm saying that every country can argue this out. Because Feminio should Not necessarily. Be England. So here, here's the situation you, Feminio, faces. Feminio's situation is this. He is up against, in the same position as Richarlison. Mm-hmm. Right in the Brazil mm-hmm. squad, mm-hmm. Richardson has scored eight in his last seven appearances for Brazil. Brazil mm-hmm. yeah. He's been effective in the system that yeah. teacher has been trying to play. Mm-hmm. So the results are there mm-hmm. for the Brazil setup. Mm-hmm. He's reliable. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think the second then, thing I will add is that in the last three to four years, Brazil have been trying to shoehorn Neymar into playing, playing in the middle. middle. So your point is that even though they can argue it out, you can understand why they will not send Firmino. Yes. But you can't understand why they will not send Schlop or If the alternative is somebody who is not at the same level. How am I how am I'm I dropping I'm sure about this. I have the whole Yeah, I'm saying it would, be, it would be pretty incredulous to drop Joseph Pace for somebody who plays in the Portuguese regional league. Don't you think? For a World Cup? For a country like Ghana? Yeah. Anyway, we'll see. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I feel like we want to go and play some. They will, they will give us the list today, so we'll know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But something too has been on my mind, though. Mm-hmm. It's okay. <laughs> 933. The other thing which today is, and for those who didn't know, today is World Diabetes Day. World Diabetes Day. World Diabetes Day. And, in, in you know, when we're talking about the economy and everything that is going on and all of that we had a conversation about medications and the fact that challenging some people who are diabetic will struggle to buy because now the exchange rate is really really affecting you know all these people and things so yeah it's it's a very serious conversation we we need to have about world diabetes day now we do know that diabetes in particular type 2 diabetes for those who didn't know there were two types of diabetes type 1 and type 2 that type, type 2 is Growing pandemic around the world. Mm-hmm. Now, an estimated 500 million people in the world have type 2 diabetes. 500 million people have type 2 diabetes. In Ghana, between 2019 and this year, check this out, 4.2 million people were diagnosed as type 2 diabetics. Wow. That's huge. Wow. Now, an additional 4.6 million people are pre-diabetic, so which means that they are on the border. They are very disposed. 
oh. to the conditions. So that's like over 8 million people within the bracket. Yeah, so that, that's a huge uh, crisis. Uh, we've been joined by Kina Likimani. Now, Kina Likimani is a former diabetic. She managed to beat the disease and we'll get into it. But Kina, I mean, I know you as uh, Odikro something. Yeah, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> you have many sides. While I, wa- while I was doing all that, I was on insulin twice a day injections. Seriously? And very sick, yes. Wow. So when we're interviewing you on Point Eyewitness News on parliamentary things, you were going through a health yes, crisis. Yes, I couldn't, I mean, in particular, every day I couldn't uh, maintain my level of energy. So like in the afternoon, my energy would tank. I mean, I was very sick. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was following the guidelines. And you managed to keep this to yourself? Well, what can you do? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, because you are working in the public space, which is what I'm saying. Yeah, I because know. You, you, some people would have withdrawn. Well, um... Because you were a high-energy person, so you felt keeping at the way. I was quite sick, yeah. You were, you were I, sick. I was very sick. Sorry, sorry. We drink one. But yes. apparently, you've been able to... Yes, yes, yes. But, but, but before you go on, Nathan, I didn't know the numbers were that serious. Yeah. It's a crisis. 4.2 million people yes. between 2019 and 2022 mm-hmm. with type 2 diabetes. Another 4.6 million are pre-diabetic. This is, this is, okay. In fact, there's a syndrome, a bigger syndrome called metabolic dysfunction that captures diabetics, hypertensives, and some form of heart disease. And that, if you, if you, put all of those three together, if you put all, in fact, the real, you know, when COVID was, you know, COVID is a thing, obviously, mm-hmm. but the real global pandemic is in is in metabolic dysfunction. Wow! So when you put those three together, you probably you, you, over ten you, million people. Yes, it's huge. Wow. This is, this, is, this is serious. It is. Oh, this is serious. Wow. Anyway, maybe, Nathan, I don't, I don't take the interview. I just want to no, look at you, it's, it's interesting how when you have a condition, you learn so much about it. Yes. And when I saw the discussion you had and what you wrote, it, it means I really studied this thing. I have. I have. What <laughs> actually happened was I was following the guidelines. I was diagnosed in 2018 and I... Immediately, I was put on um, insulin twice uh, a, okay. d- a day. Twice and a day. Twice a day. I and I learned everything. And I, and I, in fact, the good thing about me is I accepted what I had. I assumed I had done it to myself, you know. So, uh-huh. but by 2019, from September, ev- all the symptoms I had prior to diagnosis had returned. My energy levels. Mm. I would. I would. I wasn't sleeping well. I wake up in pain. My mm. doctors would look at my blood sugar and say, "Kina, your blood sugar is well controlled," but. I wasn't healthy. Mm. So, and then um, by January 2020, I went to the hospital, you know, to get my uh, quarterly test. And I, I weighed myself just before. And I was the heaviest I'd ever been. Mm-hmm. And one of my doctors said, oh, Kina, your numbers are good. Now, how are you feeling? I said, well, you know, I feel bad. I feel sick all the time. I feel like I'm dying. I'm the heaviest I've ever been. And, he, and she's like, oh, that's insulin. Mm. And I said the very medication meant to um, help me control my blood sugar mm. is also making me put on more weight. And mm. weight is indicated. Okay. Mm. So I decided immediately that I wanted to at least get off insulin mm-hmm. and come down to the pills, which I interpreted as decreasing the severity of my disease. So I started researching. Mm. You know, I, I, I like the internet. So I ended up on YouTube. Mm. Where you can get very good and very bad things. <laughs> and I just go I just googled um I just searched how to get off insulin and I came across a video by a Chinese Canadian nephrologist, a hey. kidney specialist. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about um how it's a lifestyle disease of course. Mm-hmm. So this is the type two. The type two. Mm-hmm. And that lifestyle diseases cannot be 
completely dealt with medication. And basically, and he taught a lot of science. But mm. one thing he said was, you need to um, cut the carbs, go mm. l- low carb or keto, and you need to do something called intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. At wow. the time, I didn't even understand the science. <laughs> intermittent fasting. And I, you know, I, I always tell people that I'm not even religious, so I haven't even done religious fasting. <laughs> <laughs> so I told my doctors, and the thing about my doctors were they were very supportive. They said, mm. Kina, what you're saying, what you're telling us, we haven't, no, we haven't heard it, but we'll support you. I put them in a WhatsApp group, shared information. February 19th, 2020. Mm-hmm. Just before COVID hit, I started. My plan was to do a 12-hour fast, and every d- so many days, I add some um, hours to it. Mm. On the morning, I was supposed to complete my first 16-hour fast, which is that I went to bed. I finished eating at 7 p.m. and mm-hmm. I didn't. I won't eat again until 11 a.m. I can have. Okay. I can have anything that doesn't break my fast. Mm-hmm. I had then come all the way down from 13 units of insulin to 6. So I told my doctors, well, I'm only on 6 units, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to eat until 11. And when I eat, I'm going to eat eggs and avocado. So today I don't want to even take this at all. And they were like, okay. Um, but you test your blood sugar every two hours and give it to us. So okay. I did that. The whole day my blood sugar was below 6. Okay. Which is very good. Mm-hmm. Which is good okay. The next day I went in and... Dr. Ankuma is like, what would you like to do? I said, I want to continue it for another three months. So you are doing this, just to clear, you are doing this with the doctors. Yes. So it, it wasn't like you went to read something and yeah, said, let me just go and do my own treatment. No, no, I read it, understood it, and spoke to the, the doctors. And the doctors said, let, let's do it. Because I was on insulin. <laughs> wow. And my doctors are, 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 they are not going to say, one of them was like, Bakina, we actually recommend breakfast. I said, apparently breakfast is not necessary. <laughs> so they were like using you as an experiment in a way. Yes. Based on the new knowledge you have found. One and of my doctors actually fa- started fasting with me until COVID hit and he was like, he found himself in front of the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> but just to go back a bit, mm-hmm. Nathan, I think it's important to clarify, there are neat types of diabetes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, so, I'm talking about type 2. Yes, but let, let's, let's try and explain. So uh, so it's type 2, the lifestyle one. The type Where 2 type is the one lifestyle is, one. Type 1 is more like the hereditary one. Yes, hereditary type one. 1 is when you're body does not produce um, adequate or even any insulin at, at all. Type so your pancreas is, doesn't make any insulin. Uh-huh. Type no. 2 is actually the lifestyle one where in fact your body create, um, has enough insulin but you mm-hmm. become something called insulin resistant from overeating carbohydrates. So either the insulin doesn't work or it's not yeah. So it's that, not effective. You've, not effective. You've developed the situation over time and you found I'll come to that. So, oh, yeah. and, and both of them are, are so the real thing is called diabetes mellitus. Yes, exactly. Yes, and then they have this thing they call hypoglycemia. Hypoglycemia. Yeah. Which means you have high blood sugar. Yeah. Yes. All right. Then there's gestational diabetes. Yes, which you get from yes. pregnancy. Yes, and then there's something called prediabetes, which is what she was describing, that if you add prediabetes to that type 2, then the, the population uh-huh. is large. You've entered the, yeah. the zone. So, to be clear, what you're saying doesn't apply to type 1. No, we are talking about type 2. Neither does that apply to type 3. Type 3 is actually Alzheimer's of the brain. Oh, Lord, that's a different issue. That's a different issue. So, you had a... Init- you on the, the insulin thing. Yes. You realized that it wasn't working the way it was supposed I to work. I was sicker. So, you said you can't just use medication to treat something. That also requires a lifestyle change. Yes. So, you read a lot and the doctors agreed to do this yes. fast with you. Yes. But this fast is a special fast. Well, it is actually... You know when most people do... It's a fast where you make sure that you do not consume anything that brings out insulin. So let's talk a bit about the science, mm-hmm. right? You are type 2 diabetes because your blood sugar is uncontrolled mm-hmm. now by mm-hmm. your body. Mm-hmm. But it is also because you have a condition called hyper 
um, insulinemia and insulin resistance. That mm-hmm. is over time. And this can take like 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. You have chronic overconsumption, persistent carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it doesn't actually have to be food. When I say this, people say, but can I eat once a day? No. Mm-hmm. If you wake up in the morning and you had a cup of tea with sugar, mm-hmm. that is carbohydrates. So, what we've been doing in our modern lifestyle is that we are eating often mm-hmm. and we are eating things with carbs and sugar. And carbs usually get broken down, down to sugar. Exactly. So if you just eat bread, exactly. it becomes sugar. sugar. If, you, if you only, if, if now if you had a mid-morning snack of uh, malt and bread, that's sugar. But it's not just the sugar, it's the insulin. Insulin is a very powerful hormone mm-hmm. in our, our body releases to deal with sugar. Mm-hmm. Tells our body what to do with sugar. But mm-hmm. hormones are not meant to um, be high in your body all the time. But as you continue to eat regularly and drink things with sugar, your insulin levels over time start to go up wow. and never come down. Okay. Mm. This means that over time, your cells also cannot take in any more information from insulin. So your body is actually producing the insulin. Mm-hmm. The insulin attaches to your cells and say, do this to the sugar. Mm-hmm. At some point, your cells are like, well, we can't actually t- uh, listen to insulin anymore. We are full. And that's when you develop um, diabetes. That's when that you, you then have the sugar in your blood and you develop diabetes or you are mm. diagnosed. Mm. So mm. when I was... Um, so the key thing is to actually get us back to where our bodies are insulin sensitive. Mm-hmm. And the best way to do that is one, not to eat over a significant period of time. And then when you eat, cut the carbs. But the main thing is actually processed carbs, which are just not... Processed carbs. Processed, processed carbs, carbs, please. People, you have to eat. Apim, apim <laughs> is resistant see, starch see, and is the best carb. see why... When the minister of agriculture was selling the plantain, I said I wanted green apantu that I would boil and eat with uh, this thing, turkey berries. Yes. But nobody doubted that. No, some people thought my head had a bastard, Obisa. No, um, um, so the thing is, actually, in our modern lifestyle, yeah. in Ghana and around the world, yeah. we are over-consuming processed carbs. Even for kids. Sugar, especially sugar itself, rice, um... Indomie, cocoa, so, bread. So let's qualify the rice. Rice, local r- rice, which is not polished. Poly- yes. It's so, much better. So when the food is on your plate, you uh, especially the carbs, yeah. you want to only have cooked it. Yes. The whole complex carbs, yeah. right? Thank so you. banchi boiled. Thank you. Um, apim boiled. Thank you. Mankini boiled. Thank you. Beans boiled. Thank if you. it is going through processing, yes. and already you are somebody who is in metabolic dysfunction, mm. somebody like Bernard, you can see, I can <laughs> see, you know, Bernard. He even talks like he eats healthy, right? <laughs> so, but if you, and it's not just about weight. Mm-hmm. You know, the men, the, the weight that comes around the stomach, mm-hmm. the um, fatty liver is the most dangerous weight. Okay. So you see a man, very thin legs, but he's getting a pot belly because most likely he's not only consuming carbs, but he's consuming carbs with alcohol. Oh, oh, oh Lord. We have to remember that in excess, our body views carbohydrates as a toxin. My God. So, you know, people will sit there and say, me, I don't drink. But Charlie, they're having malt and bread. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But how did you... Okay, so I, I mean, what I found interesting is you were not well... Yet you had the presence of mind to understand what you were going through. So how how were you processing the feedback that this is working, this yeah, is not working? Because I, you know I, the, the, the excessive thirst. My, let, let me show you. Because something. don't forget that when somebody has diabetes, things like excessive thirst, I you pee a lot, you are so tired. Is, I keep journals. This is my normal, but I kept a health journal. So okay. even when I was full blown diabetic. 
I noticed so that right. you know diabetes is a disease that affects every aspect of our life. Okay. So my sleep was off. Um, I had aches and pains. I had inflammation. Mm. Um, I had. I was um, very moody because I couldn't depend on the energies of my body mm. throughout the day. I would come home and just plump myself on my bed. I was exhausted all the time. I just felt awful. So I started how these things could be improved. So when I started the protocol, mm. in fact, once I got off, so now let's go back. Okay. So I got off insulin mm. um, within three weeks. Okay. Right. And still, now, was still in 2020? Still in 2020. Okay. So from February, from like March 5th, to June, I told my doctor that you just let me continue for three months mm-hmm. and I'll come back. And, and he agreed I, with you. And he agreed he with me. Your doctor. So I was doing, and also because I, the, in fact, you know, it's not a quack thing. The New England um, Journal of Medicine has done a meta analysis okay. 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 on fasting, intermittent fasting okay. studies, and okay. have openly come out to say, say that um, the pro- fasting should be one of the tools doctors recommend to um, type 2 diabetics to control. Mm. So from March to June, I was doing 16 hours, 20. Mm -hmm. Um, Once I did 24, which means I ate once a day. When I would eat, I would eat mostly protein and um, vegetables. Mm -hmm. Avocado is very healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I went for my HbA1c test. That's Mm -hmm. the test Mm -hmm. in June. I was expecting that it would say that I was... um, pre-diabetic but when it came i had i was no longer diabetic are you kidding me wow so this is what i want to tell people so this is testimony time this Mm -hmm. is testimony. but where are the instruments where is the the offering bowl (laughs) (laughs) so 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 So, so, sorry yeah good so so it it means that i mean we'll we'll get into you know whatever it is you want to share but basically Mm. what we can say is that you can live your way out of you can ch- inf- you, you can change your lifestyle. It, it, it you is a lifestyle. This is the most difficult thing I have ever done. Wow. Because also, I am a carbohydrate ad- addict. A oh lot Lord. of us are coping with carbs. Oh Lord. So this is the this, this for me. Even now, when I wake up, my main thing is: can I stay away from the carbs, especially the processed carbs, or not? Mm. Uh-huh. So, um, and I've been coaching people. So this is not just me. About five, six. Five, yesterday, somebody I coached also reversed. Is there a diabetes support group? Well, in Ghana, things like that, where people share experiences. I think so, but the main thing, there's a lot of resistance from conventional medicine. One, because we have treated type 2 diabetics with the drug route for so long. And also okay. because there's something I call the hypercapitalism in metabolic uh, dysfunction, which yeah, is that yeah. there are industries that are making so much money, money off what people ex- eat. Particularly the farm, the, the pharmacy, the best-selling drugs in the world, the mm. top twelve are all drugs related to metabolic dysfunction, diabetes, hypertension, hypertension, and then the food industry itself is um, process is processing food in Ghana. the people, you know, because sugar is highly palatable, so sometimes you even buy spices and they've put in sugar. Yeah. So we have to. So I, if if you are somebody, I mean, definitely, if you are somebody who is a diabetic. Type 2 diabetic. What I want to say is that, number one, it's not chronic. As if, right? Mm-hmm. It's chronic and progressive depending on how you deal with it. Break it down. We'll see if, if you say something is not chronic. You know, what, not what of us want to So the, 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 the conventional thing is that diabetes is a chronic and progressive disease. Chronic means chronic all the time. Progressive means it actually gets worse over time. It need not be that way. So you could say HIV is chronic. 
HIV is a, yeah, yeah, but it may not necessarily get progressive because people can, they have, um, ARVs, they have uh, medications, yeah. exactly. But you're also saying that from your experience, the medication is not cannot be used alone. No, no, no. Lifestyle change because it was caused by lifestyle. Yes, as Dr. Jason Fang says, you yes. cannot treat lifestyle diseases with medications. If you want to stop it in its track, you have to change your lifestyle. So this journal that published this, are you prepared to share? Because as you are saying, because all the industries and the resistance, oh, yeah, yeah, if, if, if this has been published in a, a well... Cre- it's an incredible yes, yes, journal. Yes, 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 journal. Yes. There are, it's there not, it's not on a YouTube video matter. No, no, no. There are now movements afoot. There's a video called Reversal. There are lots of doctors, Dr. Jason Fan. They've written... I will get you the article. And Let's the other go. point too is that Ghanaian doctors, when you become a bit more assertive in discussing your health with them, I think you get the benefit more than simply passively going to say, yeah. I'm not well, what should I do? Yes, a lot of people don't know. But when you show interest yes. in your own condition... The doctors have come. They are very happy. They will explain people. to you. They are, because yeah. they they recognize that you want to understand. Yes, so they will yes. explain so everything. Which is why I went back to the point on even the discussion around rent and the point around the w- power relations and poverty. So somebody goes to a hospital, goes to a public, a polyclinic, and they say they are not well. The way they are questioned, the way they are spoken to, they don't even have, They don't. there's no agency. It's, it's like, yeah. oh, uh, you have malaria, go and buy this medicine and eat. You can't ask any question. And I feel that part of that is people, because they don't have enough money, money yeah, they, they don't yeah. even think. In fact, sometimes doctors decide for you. They can look at you and say, this guy doesn't look like he has enough money. So let's give him this option yes, because yeah. he can't pay for this treatment. This is what I'm finding. So um, di- di- diabetes itself is on a type 2 diabetes on a spectrum, right? Some people don't have it as bad as some of us, like I did, right? Mm-hmm. And some people have it worse than me. But if you go to like district hospitals, government hospitals, because metformin is covered by um, health insurance, you find that people are given metformin, maybe 100 milligrams, maybe 500 milligrams, mm-hmm. which may not be enough for their level of disease. So for one, they are saying, well, I'm, you know, maybe for maybe I'm taking my medication. Yeah, but the in fact, the, 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 the disease is advancing. Mm. Because the the more sophisticated and more comprehensive, so metformin is really good, basic, is out of their reach. Okay. Mm. And this is why also I wanted to come and talk now, because the medications, even for those who could afford the Galvas, the Galvas, mm. the Amarils, the, all those things, those medications are now exorbitant, very, very even because more of the, so. The exchange because rate. Of, the exchange rate because of the exchange rate, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, what are your, are your doctors prepared to speak to this are there are there groups of medical because i feel progressively people should have because what covid has taught us is that we don't have all the answers orthodox medicine may not necessarily have all the answers particularly because these days there's a lot of lifestyle change things around the world i'm hoping there are a couple of doctors who are prepared to have a national conversation around this point precisely because there is um in fact we know that kidney disease in young people is going up The, the, of course, the very adverse, a diabetic who does not stop being diabetic will die from complications of diabetes. This is not a, this is not a disease that you will not die from if you're not dealing with it. So okay. diabetics have the highest incidences of stroke, the mm-hmm. highest incidences of heart disease. Mm-hmm. So when somebody says, well, I've been living with my diabetes for like 20 years, actually, no. Mm. You are dying from your diabetes. But you don't know. But exactly. But, exactly. but so now that you've gotten, you've become like you you are you are you are sort of cured do you have to continue with the fasting 
Um, that's, that's a question. So it's two things. I have to make sure that, yeah, more or less, not re- yes and no. Okay. So, yes. <laughs> so you see when I said that the main thing is to get my body to resensitize itself to insulin. That's a longer process. So I know that still there's some level of insulin resistance in me. Uh I know that if I just did a 16 hour fast every day, which is like nothing, right? To me anyway. Mm -hmm. And I continue to eat low carb or even add a little bit of complex carbs like beans Mm -hmm. to my diet, I can maintain my non-diabetic status. Okay. The complication is that I am actually a raging carb addict. Uh, oh, but so the oh, more okay. carbs, even when it's complex carbs, the more carbs I introduce into my diet daily. Over time, over time, I want to sneak in. Like I would lie yesterday, I had bread. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just once in a but, while. Uh-huh. Do you see? Like so it indulging. depends. I've coached people who actually all they did was cut the processed carbs. Mm-hmm. They it kept on. So I'm coaching somebody now who is mostly eating. Apem and some beans and contumere and mm-hmm. all that, and he is fasting and he's doing much better. Mm-hmm. So it also depends on your own sort of lifestyle oh, and okay. coping with carbohydrates. Some people have just fallen into this because mm-hmm. those are how that's how we eat now. Mm-hmm. And then you have people like me who couldn't. If we are happy, we cut bread. If we are sad, we cut bread. Wow. <laughs> this is this is this yeah, is Bernard, I have the articles for you. If I hear at the t- I will send it to you. Yes. One is uh, effects effects of intermittent fasting on health, aging, and disease, mm-hmm. and the clinical management of inter- of uh, intermittent fasting in um, patients with diabetes mellitus. Written by who? Um, this is by um, in New England Journal of Medicine. Okay, not bad. That that's uh, that that should be a yeah, credible that's, that, that's, uh, journal. If, if you send me the link, I'll read it and then see what we can do with it because. I think where we've got into, we need these to share are, this, I mean, yeah. this. These are conversations I feel we need to have. Yeah. We need to have very often. And I think that... We have to change our lifestyle. We, if most of us, most of the people appearing in the... You see, part of this whole thing is that sometimes, like I've been overweight most of my life. So the, you, you feel like you are lazy. You feel mm-hmm. like you have no willpower. But mm-hmm. if you have whole populations, mm-hmm. if the epidemiology of this says that we have a high incidence and prevalence, mm-hmm. then it is really not also people. Mm-hmm. If there is something about our, Di- our lifestyle, lifestyle um, and the stress of it, the coping with mm-hmm. alcohol and um, 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 carbohydrates at the same time, the lack of sleep, um, all these look and then the like industry aspects, the industry pushing aspects pushing the drugs. Food. It's good when you are first diagnosed to be given medication, mm-hmm. but absolutely from then on, you have to start you changing to your change. lifestyle. Mm. A few comments have come in, Nathan. Yes, um, let's let's go now. Let's just say that we are not here prescribing. Somebody was asking me questions around, um, like how to go about the fasting and things. I think you should blog about it. You can it. contact me. Yes. And then they <laughs> can... leave my number. Uh, because some of the questions you're asking, we, we can't answer. But Nathan, I'm sure you can read some of these. Yeah. Uh, this one is asking, can you ask Kina how best one, someone uh, living healthy... Live healthy with type okay. 2. Okay. Tired. Type 1 diabetes. Yes. I feel tired and exhausted every single day after work. I work in a corporate world and it's very worrying. So this type 1. But I will also say that increasingly, for the same thing that I used to... Um, vanquish type 2 <laughs> the, the thing with type 1 is that they don't make insulin so again if you are able to um, cut down your re- your reliance particularly on processed carbs you would require less insulin yes, and you will feel better okay. mm. uh, good morning Bernard instead of sugar what about honey coffee I don't have the expertise it's asking about honey I think honey is still sucrose 
Now here's the thing: if you are in metabolic dysfunction, if you are diabetic, stay away from honey until you get better. Yeah, right? Honey is 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 as sugars go; it's nature's sugar, and so it's good. But once you have tipped over into pre-diabetes, mm. stay away from honey for a while. So pre-diabetes is a condition that can be diagnosed in our doc. Our yes, hospitals, yes, right? yes. All right. So so that's the point. So pre-diabetes is even considered even diabetes. Con- yes. yes. All right. A few more comments, Nathan. Uh, um, this one says the ladies on point. Just a few terms. Hyperglycemia. It's high, high blood, blood sugar. Hypo. Okay. Okay. So hyper blood, is high. Yeah. Hypo is low. Yeah. Type one diabetes caused by decreased insulin production. It's usually autoimmune. A lot of science. Mm, this is crazy. This is caused by B cells responsible for producing okay. the insulin. Such patients don't have insulin at all, as he said, okay. so they can type only use injected two, yeah. insulin. Type 2 is... So I think type 2 is much bigger problem than type it's 1. It's much bigger because, again, there's a comment. He says the more fat you eat, the more they are stored. Hence, the body cells um, the body cells lose the ability to respond to insulin. Part of this also is seed oils. Mm. Uh, I am going to... Yeah, yeah. Now, uh, look, people, buy coconut oil. Seed oil. The Please. seed oils um, um, contribute greatly to insulin resistance. Amazing. So, like, because it, it, it so sunflower it, oil. So if you see, if you squeeze a sunflower, does oil come out? So you have to ask yourself. How did you get the oil? There's a there's a process in in the process of making seed oils. There's actually a step where the oil mm-hmm. is not it's even not, edible. My God! Wow! I so think seed it, oil. I think the key point is get more interested in your health. Read more around it. Be more proactive and, and watch your form, lifestyle. Form a support group so yes. people can join. Yes. Someone said, Bernard, please tell Kenna to give me her number. This is Eric from her former employee at Portal Limited, Takradi. Do you have do you, do you do social media at all? I have to start, but here let me give you my number zero two four. Zero two four three four five one zero zero three. Zero two four three four five one zero zero. Or do a WhatsApp group. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit tiring, I know. Or do a blog once a week on diabetes and share the info. Kina, thank you guys. All right, so that was Kina Likimani. She's a former diabetic, just sharing her experience and sharing a lot of nuggets of wisdom. So if, uh, you can get in touch with her on zero two four three four five one double zero three zero two four three four five one double zero three and get some more info. So you can live a better life. And that's how we end the City Breakfast Show for the morning. Many thanks for listening. My name is Nathan Call your head. Uh, Bernard, Kokui, Godfred, Godfredudum gave us help on technical. Show produced by Caleb Kuda and Fred Jabana. We are back tomorrow morning with another episode.